Genre. Happy New Year, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheen, and I'm here today with your usual panel of co-hosts, Sean Batiste. Merry New Year, everybody. Casey Crawford. Hi, I don't care how your New Year is. <laughs> and RJ Vite. hey <laughs> As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. I'm also going to give you some uh, timestamps in the episode description. Um, yeah, so our top stories today are Doomsday Clock number 12 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank and Wonder Woman Dead Earth number one by Daniel Warren Johnson. Yep. Sorry, I, I started writing and and then I realized it was only one That's guy. What I was trying to correct you. It was like, it's just the one guy. Yeah. No, so fine. whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a bit since we've done this. We're all a little rusty. And uh, I already got Casey all riled up about Star Wars oh, before man. I hit record. So, <laughs> And we also read like. 20 books two weeks ago yeah we read like like 200 yeah, books was a lot. collectively yeah. I think. yeah what was it like 100 books came it was out like 104 books altogether oh, came out it's too many yeah it was too, that's why we took a week off so we could read them all <laughs> yeah right because yeah, otherwise coincidentally. Yeah. and then and then last week um 10 books came out yeah cool. i think I, I bought one book yeah yeah, yeah. Same. I don't so, even think I read it. I should read that. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, I think Adam, your book is one. One of your picks is actually from last week. Yes. It's a. Otherwise, all of these books are from the previous week of the you know before Christmas. Right. Yeah. So this is usually last week's books today, but it's the last two weeks of books today. today. Yes. We're just gonna. We were gonna do like a mini episode because we thought we would have two full weeks of books, but we didn't. We had one way too many weeks. Of Literally, books. wouldn't even have enough books from last week to do a full episode. We would have had to read every single book that came out. Yeah, because my my top my pick is the only thing. Yeah, that's the only like uh, there there was like incoming from Marvel and Doctor Strange and Spider Ham, but otherwise there were like like what are you gonna do re- read Betty Page Unbound and talk about that? I've never read that before. It's issue ten. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's do it. Um, but yeah, so so this is uh, two weeks ago. This books must <laughs> yes. That was a long way of us saying uh, we're doing two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, you get what you get, and you know is, is what it is. Yeah, here's what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a roller coaster ride of a holiday season, and I'm kind of glad to see it end. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, so Sean, what do you got? All right, let's go with the dark and stormy theme first. Let's start there. Um, so I'm gonna do Joker Killer Smile number two. Oh man, with Jeff Lemire oh, by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. So, um, this book's a doozy. So a doozy. This, this is uh, another classic. You know, in the Joker themed books that all came out this year, this is quickly becoming my favorite. Um, just I think the creative team you're getting a little bit different look uh, into what's going on. It's the same, very similar thing to Harleen, where this guy's trying to pretty much fix the joker he's trying, gonna, trying to psychoanalyze he's gonna be the guy that figures it out because you know everyone else uh failed but he's he's different you know he could figure he's smarter than everybody yeah else. totally Just this yeah, random... no one's no one's thought that so, before right <laughs> so the last issue he's already started getting to his head and now it opens up with with him kind of i can't tell if he's talking to himself or just like there's just a narrator for the world just talking about like there's a world that we live in and then there's a world another world basically where insane people live yeah and um, and to those people it is the real world and right. there's no discerning between the two so a crazy verse yeah basically yeah so basically like this um universe where you know it's 
and the whole opening sequence it's him he's like in this diner it's called arkham's and like the whole diner is just filled with uh batman villains um like uh ivy and killer croc are working the working the counter like the fryer and stuff Yeah, he's got like an apron he's on. got yeah he's, he's got cook. an apron mr like freeze it. is there just hanging out like um but so all the villains are there he sees joker he's like you know do you do you belong here and he's like i don't know the joker tells him like i don't know do you do you like what you might be out of place here um and it kind of goes through this is we were talking about this that these magazine size books rj and I were talking about this like really seems to start using the format a lot like the art is actually seems kind of big you're getting a good big visual they're actually the, using the 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 space yeah well there's a there's a really cool part where uh it like kind of zooms out and he's talking to joker and uh he's really like it's just this completely empty room on his side yeah and he's really like really small it's like just the yeah isolation that, is, that is a really cool it's a shot. really cool visual yeah. so the whole opening sequence is basically like there's these two worlds and how do you know when you're in the, the not crazy one or basically how do you know that do how you can know, you discern reality yeah, how do so, you know if you went crazy yeah in the, in the first <laughs> issue in the first issue he's kind of we kind of started to see him like some of the things he would talk about with his son ended up with his conversations in Joker and exactly. vice versa. But like, like, like the was, children's book. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but it was a little restrained. I mean, for the, for the most part, but in this book, it's just kind of the floodgates. Just yeah. So he has like breakfast through. with this kid. Uh, his kid, like he tells him to go get ready. There's there's this whole back and forth. We don't start super, but he tries to go downstairs to where his office is and he like freaks out. He's like, you can never go down there. Like that's where my office is. You can't, see some of the stuff that and i'm clearly working his on. family is getting like uh, nervous they're getting and, like, worried they're, they're getting like, worried yeah because like, he like you? woke up from a dream like screaming and he's like yeah, i'm fine tells his wife no problem so he goes into work uh, i love the little one-liners in here with two-face uh because he walks oh, he's yeah. walking through the asylum and he's basically like good morning harvey sleep well it's like not really i was up half the night oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he starts talking to the joker again <laughs> um and it goes to that panel that rj's talking about it's basically like you know, they both almost look like they're in a cell. I think that's that's the what they're going for. So he's really trying to get to the crux of the Joker's issue, and the Joker's like, "Dude, I, I'm whatever, man. Like, this is about you." Um, yeah, yeah. Because like at some point he's like, "You know, why don't we talk about him?" And he's like, "What do you mean him? Oh, yeah, talk about Batman." Batman. And he's like, "Nah, I don't really want." He's to. like, "What he's about like, your soulmate?" Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, don't tell Harley Batman's my soulmate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "Hey, why don't we? Why don't you tell me about yours? Why don't you tell me about?" your wife anna and he like and then, how you did know, you know her it's name? like you know or about your son he starts freaking out and banging on the glass and it's like i don't i don't know what's going on so like the supervisor there is like dude you got you can't like punch you can't punch stuff when you're interviewing patients at a mental hospital man like calm down and then um he says something to the effect of like i'm working on it. it's been a long week like I've, I've been, it's gonna take not longer than three weeks like, it's gonna I take just- him longer than three weeks it's gonna take me months and then the the woman's like three weeks and then she's going to say something else, and then, like, an alarm goes off, and she's got to go take care of something. Yeah, uh, Clayface is in the sewer. Clayface. Oh, Clayface is in the sewer. Or in the sewer. pipes. He's in yeah. the pipes, yeah, so Clayface <laughs> Which, got loose. I can't not picture anything other than comical of Clayface just trying to escape and getting stuck in the... In the oh, and then, plumbing. like, what kind of horrors would end up getting mixed into Oh, them? absolutely. Uh, so then face. it cuts back to the Joker talking, and he's telling a joke to Killer Croc, um, and it's actually the same joke that his son uh the the main character's son told him at the dinner table yeah why uh, or the breakfast at, why don't that mor- that's so, morning. Uh, hey adam why don't can uh cannibals eat clowns i don't know why because they taste funny 
Oh my god. <laughs> so it cuts back to him at ho- home. Uh, he's eating, they're talking back and forth. That's, he actually, like, that's the exact same reaction that Killer Croc has. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's pretty much, I'm going to eat you if you tell me that joke again. It's like, that's it. Now I've decided I'm going to murder, I'm murder you. you. Yeah. So he's at home. He's starting to see stuff. He sees his wife and kid as like a Joker face. So he's like going over is like, how how did the Joker know? Like, how did he know my wife and kids' names? How, if only, I've never told him. I got to know. So he's like losing it. So he basically like leaves his house in the middle of the night, goes back to Arkham. Yeah, with his like wife and kid like pleading, like, Daddy, please don't. Like, oh God. Like it's like it's it's reached a fever pitch. Yeah, like they, it, they know he's lost. And it, then you, you get know? another uh Harvey pun. It's like, be careful, Doc. He's like, Mind yourself, Harvey. He's like, Well, I'm of two minds, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of bangs on the door and goes with the joker and he's going back and forth like how did you know how did you know the names he's like well you told me it's like what no i didn't he's like no you did month like he's like i've only been treating you for three weeks he's like three weeks no you've been treating me for three years what and the 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 guy's like no that that cannot be true he's like think about it you deep down you know that it's been three years so he drives you don't you know that it was it's been three years and anna and simon left you months ago and that's when you told me their names so it cuts back he goes home and it it shows him through all of the scenes that he's had with his family throughout the book it's just him talking to himself all the conversations that you thought he was having with his son and his wife it's just him sitting and there it's, talking it's to a himself. really cool spread because like the panels kind of break into this like ha 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 yeah. like like they, they the art is phenomenal they play with the format very well it makes it so so creepy yeah like it's just red and then you just see and he's just like going deeper and realizing okay basically like my family he goes home and his house is empty there's just, and just disheveled there's just dirty dishes everywhere he finds like the the children's book the, the Mr. Smiles children book that he, his kid had, but it looks like he just may have made it or like <laughs> the Joker gave it to him or something like that. And then he just gets to the point where, and then like this weird, um, it's, I think it's him again. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? Boo, boo, who no need to cry. It's only a joke. And then it's him painting his face as like, like a clown it just says only a joke. And he just starts laughing. That's the Oof. end. Ooh. And then the, like, I can't How can sp- there even be another like issue to this? It felt like the ending. I felt that way about the first issue. I was yeah. like, this could have just they ended could, right They here. could each awesome. be their own kind of thing. It's it's phenomenal. This is the creepiest Joker story I think I've ever read. Yeah, it's no, terrifying. It's, it's like legitimate. Like I'm kind of getting like 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 goosebumps just re going through it. Like it's it's the legitimately art, spooky. The art really bringed in the creepy factor. Bringed in. Bringed in. Brought in. Brought in. It brought it. brought the creepy. It brought it right in. Yeah. It. <laughs> it really made me feel like this dude was lo- like he obviously is but like he was losing his mind oh like, yeah it's yeah. completely gone and he has no idea the only twist i thought the twist was going to be that he killed them yeah they just left no they left luckily well he has is- no he thinks it's been three weeks it's been three years yeah he's completely gone he's just completely lost that the joker just by talking to him has just completely broken him as a person and in a much more sinister way than Harley. I mean, obviously Harley is like Stockholm syndrome, but like this one is like very malicious. Like it's like yeah. really like he's 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 like a tiger. <laughs> like he's like got this like uh, like predatory vibe. Like he knows that he doesn't have. He can't be books. broken by yeah. anybody the, else. Yeah. Although the real thing, the real question is, <clears throat> like, 
is Joker even trying to do it this much, or is this just kind of his effect on people? His effect. And also, is it like, a superpower? And also, are <laughs> maybe. maybe, but also, are mentally ill people drawn to him anyway? Could that be part of it? Like, yeah, like is this, he already ill? Was, yeah, was like the he doctor was have his own the, issues. Yeah, the doctor yeah. already had issues, and then just being around somebody that deranged. Ba- based on my experience with people who are really big fans of the Joker, yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, actually, no, just kidding. I don't no, want to okay. alienate any Joker fans who might be. I do. <laughs> my okay. I have the opposite opinion. People that um, base their entire lives around like like the Joker and Harley and base their entire personality around it are actually the most normal people. They're substituting a personality for like, aren't I so crazy? And it's like, are you? Well, we we've talked about this before. I don't yeah. remember if it, if it was on or off mic, but like people who really really identify with joker and harley it's like you're really identifying with a poisonous relationship yeah exactly and and, yeah, and ultimately you're boring <laughs> yeah you're also you're derivative basically. and boring but like at the same time like you know yeah yeah idolizing- maybe not the healthiest relationship to yeah, this no. is a different joker now 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 gomez and morticia that is a healthy relationship that's honestly the healthiest relationship in any film <laughs> <laughs> I've often said that. I was like, "What better relationship than they're, Gomez they, and Morticia?" They love, they love, they love each other truly and deeply, and they're supportive of their kids, and <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I think we just shifted our uh, what our podcast is about. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to save that for Adam's family minute. <laughs> but, sorry, Sean. No, I'm all done. Uh, I think anything that these two do, I'm going to read from now on. They're doing Gideon Falls right now. Oh yeah, which it, which it's just as creepy. Sean and I have talked about this before. Where like Gideon Falls is like one of the best books coming out right now, but trying to dissect it this far into the book, like it's like a, it's impossible. I think they started at like we were at episode or issue ten by the time we started the podcast, yeah. and like you can't talk about like it's hard enough to talk about the book from issue one. It's like, a, he used eighteen issues to build up the lore of what's going on in that book. I'm like I can't, we can't unpack we can't, can't unpack that. that. It's it's, but it's literally just it. it's literally just like psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Like like on acid with time travel, <laughs> and like and uh, everything's haunted and terrifying, and it's super good. So go read I'm Gideon listening. Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gideon, you especially yeah, need to go really read Gideon, like Gideon Falls. Falls. Um, the same creative team. Um, the art for like this horror thriller suspense, like what's real, what's not, like it fits perfectly yeah, with what Lemire is bringing. Check out New Fifty Two's I Vampire. Yes, Ooh, so Tino you know, did that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did that. Super underrated. Did Jeff Lemire do that too? Nope. No, that was Joshua Hale Fialkov. Oh. Okay. But good recall. That's a yeah, name. Nice. He wrote Echoes. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a really good horror book, too. Cool. So we'll continue on with our Jeff Lemire love fest. I was just about to say, speaking of Jeff Lemire. <laughs> hey, do you like Jeff Lemire? Because I got some Jeff Lemire. <laughs> Another happy book. Another Jeff Lemire number one. Yeah. There's more than one Jeff Lemire. <laughs> I really... Honestly, hardest working guy in Dude, comics. He is. Cr- and. It's all good. It's all. It's I, unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know how he does I don't, it. It'd be it. one thing if it was just, you know, like whatever every week. Yeah. Like, if you had a stinker guy, or two, yeah. maybe, but like but everything I picked up is all, good. They're all good. All hitter, no no filler. Like, it's just. This one was. This so, one blew so, me away. Uh, so, the, I'm doing um, Skulldigger and Skeleton Boy by Jeff Lemire and uh, Tansi Zanjik. I have no idea if I pronounce Pretty good. it. Yeah, I, have I no think idea. it's right. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I love uh, the art in this. Yeah, it's, oh my yeah, God. I love awesome. Tansi. Uh, I didn't know who he really was, but evidently he did all of like Lobster Johnson, uh, which I went back and looked at, oh, and it's oh, phenomenal. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, this is in the world of Black Hammer, and Black Hammer 
you know the 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 main Black Hammer storyline takes place in kind of the Golden Age of Heroes. It's all the the Golden Age um, Justice League Avengers types of characters. Um, and now we're moving into the Bronze Age. Very clearly, this is like a Batman Punisher amalgam. Um, there's yeah. even some callbacks to Sin City. Like there's every once in a while this little like black and white panel. That you're like, oh, that's a that's a Frank Miller. Um, so basically, the plot of this is uh, it starts out with this little boy um, watching his parents die, very Batman, um, and he—it's basically this just this mugger. They're coming up from the um, from the subway, and he's like narrating, or just like if I just hadn't, you know, wasted my parents' time begging for some dumb thing, I we, you know, they would probably still be alive. And um, this mugger kills them, and then uh, Skull Digger comes out out of nowhere. He's this vigilante dude dressed in like a skull mask and he's got this metal skull it's a metal skull on the end of a on a chain yep so basically this dude in the head head he whips yeah he just whips the the mugger with it and then he turns to the kid and he's like turn away it's one part punisher two parts ghost rider totally yeah yeah Yeah, but without this though he doesn't have the penance stare or anything he has no powers but he's just ghost walker yeah (laughs) he's just he's got the chains he's got the skulls he's got yeah yeah. pretty much he's got the whole just the The whole tactical thing going on and he's got two parts batman too because he's just you know the the classic the crime alley yeah crime alley and the 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 young boy ward yeah well, that's spoilers. Well, uh, well, spoilers. I mean, um, orphan. It's called yeah. Ske- and skeleton boy. There's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a young boy orphan. They beat you to it. Uh, but yeah, so basically, he's like, uh, "I'm sorry, I didn't make it in time, but please look away." And the kid just just silent and won't look away. He's like, "All right, fine," and then just cracks the dude's skull. Oh, just just smashes just his literally skull. smushes his face. Into with oblivion. a skull. With the yeah, skull. Absolutely. That's great. He, he eliminates his skull with his skull. Uh, <laughs> so, so then it he cuts- brains him with a skull. <laughs> so then it cuts to um, clearly like the police precinct and like the cops are like we need to get this kid dependent on Skulldigger because we're sick of this menace in our city. You know, it's a, it's very much like a Batman is the scourge of Gotham kind of like a vibe. Um, and the the kid is just kind of catatonic. He's just it feels like the Punisher because like, he's got he, a cousin Oliver vibe going very on. Very yeah. much so. He's he yeah. killing people. Yeah. Oh, he's. I mean, he's only Batman in the sense that you know the crime alley and the ward. Everything else is Punisher because he's a murderer. For well, sure. if anything, the kid's Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. Like he's, um, but like. It's, to my vibe like as soon as I, i'm like cool jeff lemire's writing punisher and this is awesome <laughs> that, that was that was what i got right from the jump it's definitely that vibe um yeah so so basically this uh this detective the cap the captain is trying to convince the t- detective to drop it and he's like no this is an open and shut case our purpose is dead let it go and the detective is like we need the kid to identify skull because he saw him we know he was there you know and so she's kind of on this warpath and she's trying to talk to the kid and he's just nothing no like catatonic fugue state not saying a word um so then you know we we go along and they also have a conversation about a politician who is like vying for power and then comes out as an old superhero yeah so they start getting more approval ratings yep which i took as very indicative of like what the black hammer verse is like because in other uh, universes, if anyone came out as a former superhero, he'd probably lose approval. Yeah. Well, he came out as a former superhero during that, like, 
golden age heroes like it, it, they mentioned specifically that he worked with abraham slam which is the one of the main characters in the original black hammer yeah, yeah. so that, like th- this is really only a part of the black hammer universe in the sense that it's in the same like it's in spiral city and they're just name dropping all of these golden age heroes so yeah i think i think it, it's really the dichotomy of the golden age heroes are really like likable and like they, they they you can idolize them you can really look look up to them as heroes and the new ones just murder skulls and, the, and the, yeah and then the bronze age <laughs> the bronze age are all broken disheveled terrifying yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how it it went, is so that's how comics go yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's in the sense that it's you know the black hammer's always been a little bit of a meta commentary on comic books and this one is no different it just takes the it goes to the next step of like okay so golden age happened silver age happened now what you know and um yeah it got d- darker and and uh and creepier so then um you know we go to uh, we we see the lair of the uh of Skulldigger, and he's watching like all the news. He's like, you know, he has this little like like bat cave. That's he's also a butcher, right? Yeah, he's a, yeah, cause uh, yeah, he like, yeah he, he owns a butcher. He shop. owns a butcher shop, and you like hear the the news going on over in the background. Um, but then you, the kid just shows up at his house. No, I think yeah, how a, did he know where he lived? Um, well, that's we, a flash forward. It's, it's, it's Tim Drake. It's a, it's a flash forward. It's a flash uh, forward. Yeah, we go back to it. Um, and then they introduce clearly what is the villain. Um, ghastly, Grimjaw, ghastly yeah. Grimjim, Grimjim, ghastly oh, Grimjim. That is Grimjaw. Just reminds me of Grimjack. Yeah, yeah. and it's like this weird purple dude. Yeah, and he's he's clearly like a like an Arkham character because there's even like a, an ex hero as one of the Arkham like in um what's in it called guards guards yeah, yeah. yeah um and he's he's reading the paper about like the the mayoral um candidate coming out as a hero and he's like oh yeah remember that guy i'm gonna i'm gonna escape now (laughs) (laughs) um so that's a little set up for for later i'm assuming um and yeah so then it just kind of goes forward and then we see this was like one of my favorite couple pages oh man the art is just gorgeous i i can't even you know begin to really you know and then the kid kind of basically narrates over and he's just like there were two times, you know, my life is divided into two times uh, now and the time uh, when my mom and dad were still alive. Uh, the in-between happened and I don't really know what it was. There was just this between place that I don't know how long I was there and and then it was gone. And then basically it shows the, sc- the skull digger showing up at his window at the orphanage. Um, and it kind of flashes and it, sh- it shows like the Grim Jim escaping. It shows the detective kind of living her li- her personal life. And then it shows the kid escaping the orphanage. And, uh, and the, the skull digger's like, do you want to leave this place? Yes. If you come with me, there's, n- there's no going back. Not ever. Good. And like, so it's like, okay, now, I- now you've got yourself a ward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- that murders him. <laughs> yeah. And then the very last page is this like um, foreshadowing of like, that he's going to murder. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, he like, said, I thought he was the hero. I thought he was saving me. Little did I know he was the real enemy and he would be the first man I would kill. Yep. This is like, all right, cool. Cool. Spoilers. But yeah, it, I know. So right? like, at least Robin had, you know, this is like an acrobat that, you know, Batman was watching, but this is just a kid. He's just like, sure. Yeah. Well, it's like, imagine if Frank Castle just had a Robin. Punisher boy? Yeah. Well, the whole reason well, that's, they- That's Cosmic Ghost Rider and Baby yeah. Thanos. Which, yeah. which you just read. <laughs> right. yeah, Dude, that was a, a, Wild. a ball. That, that was so a much, lot of fun. So much fun. The, the whole reason he grabbed, he went back is because the kid didn't look away when he killed the guy. Yeah, that is, He's like, it, you didn't like, look away. He's yeah. like, and that's, it's like, all right, you, there's some, I, there's something you know, in you. There's, there's, there's something like, broken in you, and yeah. I'm going to exploit it. Absolutely. <laughs> but with like He's the Grayson, Punisher. You know, you knew he could at least, you know, do a flip. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is if you just replace Bruce Wayne well, with Jason Frank Ca- Castle. And Jason, Jason Todd couldn't do any flips. He could just try and steal the Batmobile. Was, was that was the only thing yeah, that he could he do. He was a he was... crowbar magnet. <laughs> Oof, Jesus. Damn. Too soon. Is it? <laughs> I was I was seventy of those calls that determined whether <laughs> how old were, how old were you <laughs> exactly you were grounded for a while after that I was an acrobat <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dick Grayson calling in uh, <laughs> well that was a background gag in uh in Jimmy Olsen for an issue wasn't yeah it, it was it was yeah. one it was the billboard it yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> Poor Jimmy oh, gosh. <laughs> but I love this book. Oh man. It's really good. I'm kind of I'm I'm of the the train of I'm kind of new to the whole Black Hammer universe mm-hmm. and this is a good jumping and on it's, point. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like the Black Hammer universe you could start from the very beginning and it's this like rich, very full universe full of like different complex heroes and villains that all intertwine in really interesting ways or you could just read this one and it's fine. So you don't need to know anything about Black Hammer to read this book and and that's a it's gorgeous it's i know just, i know we just talked about how much uh lemire writes and how good all of it is but one of the things that i think is kind of like understated is just how different he can make all oh, of them yeah, yeah absolutely like, crazy. he can do this whole universe of black hammer and each book reads like a different type of superhero and he just knocks it out of the park 100 it's all unique voice and it's so so interesting you can just his brain must work overtime. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get it because even within Black Hammer, like um, each in the original, like I can't say enough about this book. Go back and read the like. I think there's like five or six trades of the, of the original Black Hammer at this the point. Best book of last year. Uh, yeah, if we're doing that top ten it of the be. of the decade, it's number one. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 so good. Hot take. Yeah, no, it's not. Really it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but like even like so so every time he flashes back with each character the narrator takes on the style of that character. So there's like the um, Abraham Slam is like your Captain America Superman-y type of character. So it's just like, you know, stay tuned, true believers for the, you know, and it's a very like... <laughs> very gung-ho. Yeah, and, it, and it's like hopeful and, and classic, you know, Silver Age. And then, and then there's also the Madam Dragonfly and then it turns into a Tales from the Crypt. And it's, it's just, like, hello, boils and ghouls. And it turns into like that <laughs> It's voice. so interesting because it's like, you know... When you go into Marvel or DC and you can read a book because, and then your friend can read a book, but you have two different tastes, so you can read two different things, but this one is all written by the same person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. Yeah, it's like he, if, yeah, if he wrote, if one person wrote every spinoff book from the Justice League. Like, yeah. It's, it's weird. And, and, yeah, and like somebody who just- So Donny Cates. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he just, he truly understands comic books in a really interesting way. Like he gets it. And and loves it, and it clearly shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it 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 comes through in the in the way that he's so good at writing all those different yeah. things. And then you combine them with all these great artists, and you get a totally different experience every time you read a book. One hundred percent. It's crazy. It's part of why I love comics right now because yeah. comics right now are written by people who love comics. Yeah. 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 They grew up reading them, and not, I I, I feel like that did. that's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah, they used to they used to just like hire whoever, and yeah. like sometimes it worked out. Sometimes you got a Kirby, and sometimes well, sometimes uh, they didn't even hire writers. You know, they just hired randos. Yeah, but exactly. Like now you're getting people that grew up reading comic books, writing comic books, or, or you had studios like like you had higher ups and and editors writing comics. Right, like they, they weren't writing comics; they were selling comics. Yeah, so exactly. Like, How can we sell comics? We'll kill Superman. Yeah, and right. And yeah. you know, 
we'll have this like, whole four year plan to bring well, him that's back. That's like my favorite thing about uh, the Secret Wars event. The very first Secret Wars event was a. Uh, they they did some market research and found because it was it was promoted by Hasbro number right. one and number two they found out that kids like the word secret and the kids like the word wars so <laughs> like to sell toys so like uh, well, secret toy wars and that's yeah. like it's, well, it was a toy commercial yeah exactly that's what I'm saying like right. the whole thing was just to sell Hasbro toys yeah every now and again you get you're just you get a machine that's selling comics and toys but sometimes you run into an era like we have right now where it's people who really care about the craft yeah Absolutely. exactly and there's there's enough small publishers that you that they have a, if you if your avenue isn't marvel and dc you can go through like let's say dark horse in this scenario and tell your same story it doesn't have to be writing the punisher you can write the your punisher right. allegory yeah, yeah we were talking own. about that on a previous episode how yeah. it's like you know i i really want to write conan but i don't work for marvel it's like so just write conan <laughs> yeah, yeah who cares you know it's conan it, you just don't also, have to call it that that's also why I it's also jeff lemire <laughs> right yeah it's also why i absolutely refuse the whole notion of comic books aren't for me because there's oh yeah there's 100 percent something for everybody yeah that's absolutely. what i always tell people people just they don't want to read comics man i don't get it it's like How it's dare like they? people don't people don't want this i don't <laughs> No, they do. It, it's an interesting... <laughs> like, just not everybody, and they're a, wrong. I don't think people read as much as they used to. Yeah. And w- having people read comics, it's like, oh, they're comics. They're for kids. Like, I'm not going to read something for kids. Yeah. Like, well, people it, just don't read. If I'm going to read, I'm going to read something cool for me. It was an interesting uh, <laughs> like stereotype or whatever that uh, just like cliche that comics were a lesser medium because they yeah. had pictures. But it's such an interesting... like. There's so many books that highlight yeah. why it's well, such a unique medium. Just just in the last couple of years, there have been a lot of graphic novels specifically that have been gaining so much traction that have really given the medium a lot of clout yeah. in like areas that they wouldn't usually. Like Ta-Nehisi Coates writing Black Panther brought a whole slew of people that just read him in The Atlantic that want to jump into comics and they're like, well, okay, well, I like Ta-Nehisi. I respect Ta-Nehisi Coates as a writer. Right. It must be good. You know, and like, um, you know, there, I, th- I think the Washington Post just put out an article that was like, oh, if you want to read comics, these are some incredible ones to, to jump through. Like, uh, March was one of them, like the John mm-hmm. Lewis, like yeah. civil rights story. So it's like, yeah, you know, they, they're, there's award winning graphic novels that are bringing in people that would have never read comics before. Yeah, I think the idea about it is changing, but again, I, I think it's, it's definitely slow because there's, there's about, always going to be yeah. like your aunt and uncle and be like they still make those but people, yeah people you know? would still rather watch a movie than read a book yeah right and, to, and, and netflix and stuff like that they'd rather watch like, and now it's there's enough marvel movies where right. it's like they have it's their its own, own universe, universe. Yeah. it's a different just, culture now that but, you're trying to sell books or comic books to it's not the same i was talking to someone recently and um he was saying i'll, I'll name drop a little bit i was talking to, to robbie wrist we were interviewing him for uh, TMNT Minute. He was uh, the voice of Michelangelo. But he's in the process of writing a comic book right now. And he kept saying, like, kids don't want to read comics anymore because, like, they don't move. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's an oversimplification of what's going on with comics. Yeah, it is. But it is it's it is and it's not. But there's so much content now. Can you put that in a GIF? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's just so much content that you can get at, the, at, literally at your fingertips that it's hard to encourage someone to go buy a book. Right. And do like that kind of stuff in general. And also like our generation grew up reading them because that was the thing for nerds. There was no other nerd outlet. Right. So you you found the comics yeah, and now then being a nerd's almost it's mainstream now. It is. It's one hundred percent. It's not totally, almost one hundred percent. It's a different is. thing. But like comic books didn't and, quite make it there. But also what but, but, but <laughs> comics have taken on like you can play the comics video games, you can play watch the comics movies, or you can read the comics, right. or you you know, and so like 
you can or choose you can your fighter. <laughs> and, and it's it's weird too because like now that we're ten years in, we I've had I've met people for the first time who have been like, oh yeah, I'm like a diehard Marvel fan. And then like I'll start trying to talk about comics and like, oh I, yeah, I like the movies. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I guess that's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, there's two different. Yeah, you can die now. hard. Uh, that's bad. Yeah. Wow. Christmas is over. <laughs> Leave your diehard jokes back at Christmas. All right. Uh, so yeah, that was a nice little. That was a fun little, yeah. little commentary. Yeah. Yeah. So uh. All right. RJ. Yeah. Blow my mind with this. Good luck. Uh, what, what am I looking at? Here? I got Black Stars Above Number Two by Lonnie Nadler and uh, Jenna Chaw. It's another very pretty book. Woo. It's, it's so gorgeous. Pretty. Yeah. Um, it's written in cursive, though. Yes. Warning. It, and <laughs> horrifying. And, there, and there's a lot of it. There's yeah. an awful lot. Especially of it. in this issue, there's a lot of cursive. <laughs> I was, I was, I was reading comics today on my computer screen, which is like an arm's length away from me, and I'm like, Nah, this isn't happening. <laughs> Dude, panel by panel. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't. Do you have it. a zoom feature. Yeah, you got a, you got a zoom. Then it takes away from seeing the. Pa- anyway, let's have RJ talk. Anyway. <laughs> You should uh, just buy the comic in your hand. I should have, but you know, I didn't. So, so it starts with uh, our main character. Uh, this is on Comicsology, by the way. I didn't steal this. <laughs> we don't want Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Gotta, You're listening. Gotta make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to alienate our our listener, Donny Cates. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't condone piracy on this show. We do not. Uh, so, we start with uh, the main character, Eulalie. Um. She's sleeping, or she woken up from sleep, and she was dreaming um, of people without faces, like like you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like an Igmar Bergman dream? Yes. This whole Horrifying. book is Ingmar Bergman-y. It's, it's Ingmar Bergman if, if like he had a, like a, a fever dream in The Witch. Well, <laughs> so I mean that's kind of describes. He, he, he had an A twenty four fever dream. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so she starts talking about like these faceless people, and she doesn't know if what they were there for, if they were there to hunt her or uh, get something else or what, and like time in the dreams was fractured, and. There's this panel of this guy lying on a like near a fireplace with an animal um and it's like really out of place and uh I have no idea what's happening really um <laughs> she also is talking about like she doesn't know um she doesn't know she's not aware of like time and also how far she she went yesterday she thought she went a couple hours out but she like found a a landmark that was like two days away, so oh things are things are creepy. So so we got another callback to the Joker where it's like oh the time is irrelevant. Yeah. I don't understand the concept um, anymore. She's almost like lost in the wilderness. Well, she starts thing. heading out and it zooms starts like zooming out and turns out like her campsite was like underneath these two black triangles that were in the like m- made in the snow. And uh spooky. Yep. <laughs> it is. And uh so she starts like taking she has all her stuff with her and she's taking that box that's still saying the that uh to Kelly Lee phrase. And um so she's like she's just schlepping it 
and Slipping it. she falls and she's trying to find a river um and she's talking about like legends of rivers that don't freeze she goes down this hill and she finds this river and it's got all this dead fish in it but then it also has there's also this like log that's like in the middle of the river and there's this weird thing floating like like caught on a branch yeah was that is that a plastic bag or is that someone's ghost it looks like a jellyfish uh, yeah, i don't know I don't if know. they have plastic bags at this point <laughs> and how would a ghost get caught <laughs> yeah it just looks like someone's deflated it's a, ghost it's a plastic bag ghost it's a pokemon <laughs> you know what, know what it looks like it looks like someone like a like a snake shed its skin but it's a human that's what it looks, that's what it looks like and that's way better than both of what you said no, i just thought it was an unconscious ghost <laughs> That's adorable and sad. And like all the ectoplasm killed those fish. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. So all all these. So she. She doesn't. It doesn't show what happens. What she. What she. She does. What she does with it. Um, It looks like it dissolves. I guess maybe. Yeah. Um. And then there. Yeah. There's all these fish, and there's like a a dam. And the box is there. I don't know if she put the box there or what. Um, yeah, I was honestly completely confused. I know. There, it's I, all like. I think it's supposed to show like she's kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, it seems like it's like you're looking in, in, into her perspective of like, uh, like reality is very warped and none of it really makes sense. And she was following this river and then it, it just kind of leads into a hole in the ground and then it ends and she's like, all right, well, I guess that's it for that. Um, so she leaves going back into just, uh, pure whiteness and the snow kind of forms a, like a version of herself that she interacts with. Tells her what I'm just going to sound like a crazy person. (laughs) I do like, I like the art in these scenes because the snow, like, yeah, it doesn't obey the panel lines. It kind of, there's a better, there's even more cool snow later in a couple of pages. Uh, she gets, and then she has to change out all her um, gear because she's sweated through most of it. And um, she, the box starts like opening. There's like a, like a little tentacle. And she, and it's like still screaming. So she takes, she like lifts up the box and takes it out. And it's this tentacle baby. But also, oh. also, somebody is peeing on a tree in I this think, one panel. I think it was. I think. Well, we could talk about it later. I know who, who is that. Um, I'm not sure. I think I know who it's supposed to be, but we'll we'll get there. Because <laughs> I also just noticed that some panel lines are darker and like. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's like like I said, the that random page in the beginning is from the end of the book. Oh, Ooh. weird. Yeah, because Good we see one. that animal um, again too. Kind of. Kind of. Like previously. Exactly. I, yeah, this is hard to follow. Yeah, I think it is, but I think it's also sh- it's a uh, yeah. You'll well, yeah. Yeah. And, there. Anyway, a, so a reveal. She tentacle has the, baby. She has the best reaction to the tentacle baby, which is just to scream at it, as opposed to like freak out that a she tentacle just, baby she exists. Just, she just wants to shut the yeah, hell up. Yeah, she just she just <laughs> telling you to shut up. But I, I was like, you're not like freaking out at this. She's mod. angry at it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she's. I mean, it might just be her psychosis. She's just losing it. Um, and she, so she walks further into the woods, but the, the tentacle baby doesn't want to 
go back into the box. Uh, so she kind of lets it right on top of her stuff. Um, and then it, uh, she starts talking to it and, uh, it says North and she's like, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so she's like, I got three options. I can, I can, uh, either, you know, go back home or go North or, uh, set up a permanent, uh, lodging and wait for winter. Um, so and the baby responds with North or? or? No, I, th- I think she just kind of decides. Okay. She, kn- she kind of knows where to take it. Okay. She yeah. just has to get there because she's, again, kinda, may or may not be losing her mind. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, I guess she doesn't really know where to go exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts wandering through the, also the, the, there's a ton of narration I'm talking about oh, where she's just like writing, um, describing because like this is all past tense yeah she's she's writing in her journal in the future yeah yeah uh and some of the words are like she's kind of just losing it and she's like i don't even know if any of this makes sense but like then that's like Like crossing it out yeah Yeah. i really like that about the first issue i i didn't get a chance to read this this one but yeah i remember like she would like say a word and be like no and then scratch it out replace yeah it's very uh very house of leaves yep (laughs) and then it so it starts snowing again and this is like some of my just probably my favorite pages in the in the book. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um the the snow effect is just gorgeous. Um and she she's struggling to see and but she sees like a a shape and it it's like a wolf or an animal. Some dark panels. But then it uh turns out it's a guy wearing the the head of an animal. Yeah, um, and all those panels in the throughout the book have been this guy like Tracking her, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's who was peeing. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I think that the very first panel is like him, like leaving his cabin or whatever, and it's yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, it's like oh, that's weird. Well, and it, <laughs> but it's interesting because those panels from his perspective are literally one in like eight panels. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and they're completely random. It's just in the middle. Like, yeah, it, doesn't, yeah, it, it just doesn't... shows like a wolf head, like looking out, and they're something. they're framed differently than all the other panels mm-hmm. on yep. the pages. Yeah. Too. So that was a, I thought that was a really cool yeah, way so to show that for sure. He leads him he leads her to uh his house where you see the that guy from the beginning. Um and uh then it ends with as this stranger would come to tell me what little the world allows us to know only comes to be known after its experience. By then it's always too late. So as much as my insane ramblings uh talk, <laughs> you know, this book is it's amazing. It's well, it's very well made. The atmosphere is incredible, and the the structure of it is just. It's, it's very it's very like like elder godsy Lovecraftian kind of thing, and in that way, it's uh unfathomable and difficult to describe. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I think one of so uh one of the cool things about issue one was that you didn't know what was in the box, and that the the horror the was. Box? Exactly. The horror, the horror was more, um, kind of further out, and yeah, completely atmospheric. And yeah. Now, now we open the box, but there's still this other like yeah, that's, creeping that's the thing horror. I like about this issue is that, like, even though they reveal some of the some of the tricks, there's a lot more that they. Yeah, and the tentacle baby's even like kind of cute. Like, it's no baby Yoda, but it's like up there. Like, it's like not. It's not horrifying. <laughs> like, I'm not scared of it. Like, it's not like yeah, a, yeah. But but the, you know, the, there's. 
losing losing her mind like that again that lovecraftian thing of just like i have no concept of time and space like it just like slipping into madness is its own scary thing yeah you don't have to be scared of the elder god it's you know insanity is scary enough as it is i it's probably one of my favorite horror comics i've ever read and it's only two issues in and it's just the the way it's uh the way it's constructed is like nothing i've ever read yeah it's very interesting it's yeah it's awesome. Very nice. cool. All right. So that brings it on to me. My top pick this week was from actually this week or last yeah. week. Yeah. Those of you listening at home. <laughs> is The Mask, I Pledge Allegiance to The Mask, number three oh God. by Christopher Cantwell and Patrick Reynolds. I think what? it's Patrice Reynolds. Patrice? I think so. There's no K. There's, oh. no, there's no E either. No. I guess it's Patrick. It's probably I'm Patrick. So- I'm sorry. Patrick. I'll just leave. Patrick. <laughs> also, so what horrifying desk are you going to regale me with this week, Adam? So Speaking of horror. The first page, in the first page of this book, he farts in a room full of people and their faces melt off. How am I not reading this book? Uh, right? <laughs> I keep telling Goddamn. people to read this book. But uh, we, we finally start to get um, an idea of the mask's journey in this book because it, it, we start off two years ago we find out that somebody had the mask and they were using it to just murder whole groups of white supremacists. Yeah, he's gassing right. Nazis. Basically, yeah, with I... his butt gas. Yeah. Well, that's, Same. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty poetic. Yeah, this, is, this, this whole issue is kind of right up Casey's alley here. <laughs> the whole issue. Yeah, more or less. So then... Um, we we find out so he this guy had been using the mask to kill this group of white supremacists he then mails it to antarctica with special instructions to just bury it as deep in the ice as possible and somebody (laughs) doesn't listen who did he mail it to antarctica who delivered it i have so many follow-up questions there's the drake passage where they go they they go down there he sends it to weir station antarctica and it says bury this in the ice well, he, he apparently he knows someone there. Oh, okay. I just that, want... Uh, but then writes in big letters and underline, do not put it on. I just want Carpenter's The Thing, but with the mask. Yeah, could you imagine being stuck on some way station way, way, way out in Antarctica with Big Head? <laughs> that would not be it's great. It's just the, the blood test scene, but it's like, who has the mask on? Yeah, who's who's stretchy and invulnerable (laughs) eventually he would run out of like researchers because there's really only like 300 people in antarctica it it would either be just you would either go into a murderous rage or everyone would just be highly entertained (laughs) i or you you put it on a penguin maybe (laughs) that's just a uh dreamworks film (laughs) it's called happy feet (laughs) but then um but but then we we cut to uh the same guy um, someone busting it on him, trying to find the mask, and he just slits his own wrists and kills himself. Damn. Right. And then we we cut to uh, this candidate that we've been following, the guy who's been can uh, campaigning as the mask, but mm-hmm. without his mask on, just being a total dick to his wife. Oh yeah. Cool. Cool. And yeah, yeah. All the while, um, you see little green speech bubbles. That's clearly the mask goading him to be worse yeah, like like telepathically like you know pulling the strings but yeah this guy's a total lunatic his wife runs out on him brings the kid and he's like you know what good you were just dragging me down blah 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 yeah then uh we cut to a few months ago uh there's like this armored car and this other car just t-bones it 
And then we see this homeless guy go to like just take everyone's wallet because no one survived this crash. And then on the passenger seat was the mask. Aww. So I'm pretty... That tells me that this was the guy who was supposed to bury it. No, this is the guy who killed the um, the foster parents. Oh, true. Yeah. So that's how it kind of ended up. It, it, the mask just has this way of finding people. I it said does. that before. It really does. <clears throat> but yeah, we we cut back to um, this is the guy that the the ex cop who had mm. previously worn the mask mm-hmm. uh, found at the the homeless shelter. So he's kind of filling him in on this whole story. And uh, yeah. So then we we cut to uh, Big Head's campaign. Oh man! And it's starting oh, to Jesus. be it's starting to be more and more clear. There's this big uh, like mob boss guy with dreads, who's like his campaign manager, and I think he's the one kind of pulling the strings on this whole thing, like trying to get the mask out into the world. Oh, um, because he's just trying to kind of keep him in line. But this crazy dude with one ear that they hired to. I don't know what they hired him to do, (laughs) but he and Big Head get in this back and forth where like- He has some kind of awesome ability. Well, he can't feel pain. Yeah, but he he gives the mask a little bit of his own medicine. Well, right. Yeah. He he, shoots shoots (laughs) Big Head in the face, blowing a huge hole in his brains, and then he pulls out his brain and goes, you think too much. And then he he pull he pulls out one of his eyes with his mouth, and he goes, "You're not seeing the bigger picture." Yeah, oh, I didn't think anyone God. could could really affect the mask. Well, you can, he he can't die, which is why he he's can't not die. But like, phased I thought, or bothered by I, anyone. I didn't know anyone could actually like bullets yeah. could affect him. I thought bullets would kind of bounce off him like rubber. It kind of depends. Okay, it, it, it's it's clearly for pun effect. In yeah, this I mean, scene. I, I, duh. Because <laughs> then Big Head starts choking the guy, and he goes, "Don't choke so close to victory." <laughs> yeah, they're oh just God. having this huge pun war he, as they're like murdering yeah, he, like, each sli- other. And then he like slices his abdomen open with the American flag, and he says, uh, "Yes, I certainly wish I were indivisible." Jesus. Yeah, and then the the, the, oh. the dude with the dreads is like, "Enough with the puns." <laughs> He's like, "The can- our candidate has a debate to prepare for." <laughs> So we cut backstage to the debate. Uh, Mayor Matthews, the woman who's who's also running for president, who we know used to have the mask. Used to have the mask. Her, the the kind of patient zero of the mask, Stanley Ipkiss, was her ex boyfriend who was like abusive to yeah, her yeah. while big head. Mm-hmm. So her wearing the mask was was her kind of defending herself. Yeah. So she has that sort of weird relationship with it, and. She has this ex-cop working for her as like a consultant and he's just like reeks of gin <laughs> and then passes out and so she throws him out. But there's this like, this debate is nuts because like uh, on its surface, it's just like like the, the people moderating the debate are just like playing it straight and Matthews is trying to give like actual answers that Big Head just keeps cutting her off to just yell insane rambling. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, hmm. this is... Hmm. Hmm. I love really hmm. subtle I wonder what that's satire. like. Yeah, just, but just imagine that turned out to like 23. Uh, it, it was already pretty high <laughs> the last time I saw but it. But like when asked, about years it, ago. when asked about immigration, he goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to root them all out. We're going to load them into a decommissioned Navy ship. Then we're going to sink the ship in international waters. How's that sound for a deterrent? And then the crowd goes crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is just eating it up. And oh. then... <laughs> and then we we cut we cut back to his uh his campaign manager this big guy with the dreads mm-hmm. 
And he hired someone to go out and get this really rare wood and really rare green pigment <laughs> from like certain parts of the world that apparently was so hard to get that several people died in the process. <laughs> so he's clearly trying to just figure out how to remake this oh, mask, make oh, mask God. so he can make one for himself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God. And, that's what we need. Yeah, and it's it's the two guys um, who who ran in on the guy who slit his wrists in the beginning of the issue. Mm. So clearly there's there's more going on yeah. that even Big Head, this candidate, doesn't know about. Like, he's kind of a patsy in all of this. Yeah. So I, what I think is happening is they just want to get him elected so that they can just Use kill them. him and uh, then just take his place because whoever has the mask is Big Head. Oh, makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Are you telling me that politicians are political pawns? <laughs> are you more or less are you telling me i don't believe it we cut back to the debate and uh <laughs> she she just finally goes like yeah she's like she's like just look she's like he's a he's, he's a murdering lunatic and then he's like but uh she murdered her ex-boyfriend and she was like yeah i mean like that was self-defense you're you're not really believing this you're not all just a bunch of idiots. He's like, did you hear that? She called you idiots. He goes, sicker folks. And then the whole crowd goes into a murderous rampage and and like also his, the stage. Also his poll numbers go way up. <laughs> uh, huh. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Casey might need to lie down. Uh, then we, but we cut to him still on the stage and he's wearing like a general's uniform and he's singing, we're so gallantly screaming. It's like he's just... It's like if Daffy Duck was also a murderous politician. If Daffy Duck was Donald Trump. A bit more or less. <laughs> Donald Jesus Christ. Donald, Donald Duck. Um, Donald is Duck. that Donald Duck? I think uh, someone else already has. Don't that sully the name of Donald Duck. He's wholesome. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't no, even wear Donald pants. Is, is he doesn't even wear pants. Don, Don, he doesn't belong in this conversation. But, uh, but Daffy Trump. There's this really great. There's this really. There's this really crazy moment where you see it in the crowd. This one woman goes, "Please no, please globalism is good." And this other woman goes, "Fake news." It just breaks her neck. Ah! Jesus. <laughs> I love my. I love my political satire. Subtle. <laughs> this is not subtle. Yeah. This is about as subtle as a mouse trap. This is. Oh, this is the least subtle comic I've read in my life. I know. It's just. It's I've very, read a lot of comics. It's extremely heavy-handed. Watchman's got nothing. <laughs> so then, what's what's even? So I like that she's desperately trying to call an Uber yeah, to that's escape. The, like the she's seven minutes. <laughs> she's like Uber, Uber, Uber. Come on, Uber Black, Uber Black. Seven minutes. Damn it. Fine. Uber Select. Come on, come on. Meanwhile, <laughs> we cut to a, a crowd of people trying to bum rush her. Uh, oh my gosh, oh, this poor woman. And then she gets into the Uber and she's like, "Looky, Lou Motel." And he goes, "Can you please input that in as the destination?" <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> there's a crowd of people like surrounding the car. That's awesome. So we cut to this ex-cop's motel, and uh, she shows up, and they have sex, and ah, then meet. Uh, decide. Then they 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 start having the conversation of okay, how do we uh how do we kill this guy, and then smash that mask into a whole bunch. Well, of she's pieces. on the toilet. Yeah, it's gross and weird. This is a weird just, weird scene. That's yeah, why it is. it's a weird book. Yeah. That's cuddling for them. Yeah, like like they're like he's about to about to initiate it, and she grabs his hand and goes, "No, I'm the boss." <laughs> she also just looks pained. Well, I mean, she just was almost killed by a whole crowd of. I guess. Hey man, don't 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 o face shame her. I think it's her pooping, actually. I think it's her. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, is that her pooping? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what's happening. I like happening that we can't story. tell. I think that's on purpose, uh, actually. It's 100% All right, guys, on we need purpose. to figure out who is pooping. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this this book, man, it's Ooh. it's wild, very very wild. I, like I didn't awesome. think it was going to. Like I, it, oh, this this issue by far is. I'm sorry. Craziest. You open the first page and it says "Make America Green Again." You didn't know it was going to go this far. I mean, you didn't I, know. It was, I knew it was going to go this far. I just this I is didn't. Something though. It's a it's a lot. The first page, <laughs> he's he farts in people's faces and their faces melt off of their their skulls. <laughs> It's so funny though. She's like, "Why are y'all looking at me like that? Did I fart?" And then she turns around and farts really. Goes too much heavy brand, I guess. And then they're just like, "Ah, it burns." God damn. I love it. I just I love the over the top violence. I love how his insanity spreads so quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, I don't know how political I can get no, here, but but, but, it's, but it's, insanity it's, has a way of spreading in the real world as well. But it's, 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 it's yeah. It's like killer it's smile, but on a, a like like turned up to eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like everyone just for some reason just throws all ration rational thought out and just yeah, screw it, let's kill her. Let's let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like insanity is infectious in that way that it's this like, well, if he's unhinged, why can't I be unhinged? Right. I I don't need rationale if we are all just agreeing that rationale is stupid. Yeah, you know. And, and th- there's part of this book that 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 makes me like kind of relieved of like, well. At least it could never get this bad. But don't, then I go like, don't, uh, don't you dare. Could it? Don't you dare. <laughs> Casey, it's okay. It could 100% get that bad. I'm so scared. <laughs> Look, guys, we're going to be fine. We'll be okay. We're going to go like the exact opposite in tone with the, the this next book. So maybe that'll help Casey a little bit. <laughs> as, long, as long as J.J. Abrams doesn't direct 2020. Oh, God. <laughs> guys. J- well, at least... <laughs> It at least will end every way that everyone <laughs> wants it to. Yo, <laughs> oh god. So, yeah, so the, this I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to go this far. I'll say that. Yeah, this book seems to, it, they just keep cranking it, just, it up. It's just it's it's another one of those it's, things. It's a crescendo that just doesn't seem to want to stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's right. funny how much like just this issue ramps up in itself, like alone, even like, from last issue to this issue. Yeah, it's it's really. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm really curious to see where it goes from there. Yeah, <laughs> how do you top that? I'm just gonna look forward to every month just you telling me the insane ways the mask kills people. It's, I just, it's I, pretty great. I, I'm I'm excited for this guy to try to make his own because oh, like because it's gonna be some insane thing. It's it's gonna be like it's not gonna work no. as well, or like it's gonna be even somehow more demented or something, or like just like a blob. Yeah. Or what if they just morph <laughs> into the big head? <laughs> oh my god like a big head uh voltron yes yes <laughs> that's oh not at all what i was thinking but that's yes what i'm thinking of <laughs> but I, I love the lore of the mask like how it can it, it, it the mask itself doesn't seem to ever want to die because right because people who've encountered it get obsessed with it yeah and and that alone will protect it and it has this way of just gravitating towards the worst type of people it's true it's very true and then and then haunting the ones who aren't the worst. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens, I guess. Wild and crazy. So, uh, Sean, uh, bring Speak. us bring us back up. All right. <laughs> Spe- Help. I, I definitely Help will. So I'm going to do money shot number three. So just roll around in the ground a little more. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is by Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty, uh, and the arts by Rebecca Isaacs. So this book going from politics right to sex. <laughs> this book might just be me incarnate so um, <laughs> this issue, it's not me 
this issue very <laughs> really like this issue <laughs> so i kind of said this like it's a funny like so the premise is it's star trek but they're making porn i love th- to the, pay for the star the, trek. the tagline is their mission seek out new roles discover new life and f it <laughs> <laughs> so that's the premise basically uh this last issue they uh two of the members were Capture, well, they were all captured by a warlord. Two of them were brought up to the warlord's chambers. The other were just like thrown in prison with this guy who sits on his balls and um, who's like the prophecy to be like the like every time he orgasms, it's like it, it like it's like nuclear fission. Well, they, great energy. They have a they have a uh, secret like a, a faith technique. Yeah. It's like a like a a like, bonding thing that they can't do anymore. Right, well, this particular, he's like, yeah, because this war, they they go into the lore, like, this warlord came in and basically, like, made him impotent, essentially, and, like, but she knows this technique. Um, But it opens up with two of the main characters, the main character just, like, singing a theme song for their show. <laughs> and then the guy's like, what's up with the theme song? And she's like, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> so basically, um, they're getting ready. It's basically like, are you ready? Test the coil. It's like, yep. As I get Niels Borg, that's two of their names. Oh God. Jesus Christ. And uh, they proceed to um, have sex with this warlord. Um, apparently very, very effectively. Also, she, she looks like the, um, uh, the, the, the diva from, uh, Fifth Element. Yep, absolutely. Does. Yeah, she looks exactly like the diva from Fifth Element. <laughs> Very blue tentacles. So basically, as um as they're doing it, that you get this little background, like the guy we were just talking about. But basically, since she knows this technique, he's basically saying she could store all this power, this massive energy, and is like, let's hope that your friends are a bad lay, so she doesn't get all this power. <laughs> oh God. Um, and then it cuts to, and this. I was cracking up uh, reading this. So it cuts to a couple weeks ago. So basically the idea is they paired all each other up to have these little dates so they could all just have sex with each other so they got to know each other so they know what... They needed to get every like possible hang-up with themselves personally just, out of the just way. Just out of the way. Before just, they went to space. Basically, yeah. So they could make... If they needed to like have whoever have sex with whomever, they're good. They're they know just what ready, works and know what doesn't. Yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah. So it starts off with, uh, I don't remember everyone's name, but um, the, the, the two people are like, that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> let's never do that again. Uh, I We hate it. It was like the, the I can't remember his name. So um, Omar and Chris. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then it cuts to, and I, this, Doug Cock, who's, who, oh, aka wait, no. super massive black yeah. hole, who is, <laughs> he's my favorite. Because Doug Cock, wasn't yeah, enough exactly a and they make a lot of jokes about that <laughs> but basically he's paired up with like the one scientist and he's just kind of talking and she starts talking about like her field and he's basically she's like wait you talking to me and letting me talk about my field and not getting grossed out and bored that was your foreplay right and he's like yeah it's pretty good <laughs> she's like, he's like yeah just a heads up i'm still planning to tickle that fart box i was like i love this guy love everything about this guy <laughs> fart box yep got it uh, and then the, the two women that hate each other uh, just rock each other's world. Love, of course they do. Love every second. They Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolute hate effing right here. And yeah. they just blow each other's mind, basically. Um, and she's like, you want to, can we cuddle? I normally, when I do stuff like that, can we cuddle? And the woman's like, no, I hate you. <laughs> and she's like, don't tell anyone. Ends up snuggling with her anyway. 
then the two dudes <laughs> then the two dudes have their date um and they're basically kind of like um oh the one got omar and doug just like doug's like that was that was nice like he's like <laughs> and he's like i thought you were gonna make fun of me because everyone used to make fun of me and doug's like well you could just like give it back or just like stop being stop being a little girl like, don't be so selfish yes yeah, stop, stop being such a like a kid about it like, who cares like just have fun like yeah everyone gets made fun of and basically make oh man i want to <laughs> say this so bad but adam's gonna get mad at me um but he basically is like i think you take a joke like you take a d- <laughs> like a little bitch <laughs> and he's like boom you got cocked <laughs> So Doug is my favorite. So you can do whatever you need to do with that. Yeah. Keep it in, just the little bleep. Uh, but then the other two yep. women, they have their date, and it goes really nice. And then um, the the linguist, she creates like this headset that can like mimic other people's voices, and she says it's like basically like um, oh god, deep fake, deep fake. It's like deep faking, but for your voice, and basically he turns it on like uh, Doctor Ocampo, which is the one that she hates. So like the woman, this other woman sounds like her, and basically is like. Yeah, now tell me I burned the entire quarterly budget on a bad Star Trek knockoff mm-hmm. as they're <laughs> having relations. <laughs> so it's a really cool... Having relations. Yeah. That's a way to put it. So it was a really cool way to like, really develop all the characters in a quick way. Yeah, uh, that, so, that's like fast-paced uh, character development. Yeah. That's that's really fun. So basically, they cut back to the world, and this is where like the Star Trek-y part comes in. You basically find out like all these people are being held prisoner, and they get... like like there's this weird giant puffer fish in the sky that drops water every once in a while that's how they get their water oh it's mad max but they like they like put it in a trebuchet and they like launch it across yeah and it rains on them and then they have to just get whatever they get he's got like he's got the lever where he's like waterfall no waterfall pretty much every book is mad max (laughs) yeah but then but then this point now like all basically all of the people of this world are like we're done with it they go are like they're like storming this warlord's castle um so it's cutting between that and, and the uh, the warlord starts like activating these pylons and energy starts like rising. Yeah, and then uh basically it comes back to the crew and she's basically like you guys know each other, you guys are friendly, you know. Yeah, they're all acting more friendly and like making jokes and everything. You kind of got rid of all your hang-ups and then, you know, it's cutting back and forth. Uh they're talking about it. So she gives them like uniforms for like their show and everything. Um and then the final scene is essentially like you know she's saying as the the warlord's like she's like powering up uh it's just showing like you know you are niels bohr trinity spheres constance plank and supermassive black hole the triple explorers <laughs> uh you are the stars of money shot and you're gonna use sex to make the universe a better more beautiful more peaceful place as this woman's using that energy from the orgasm technique to just kill all of the people that were about to come to it's take just her. an annihilation wave of <laughs> just the kills all of them damn <laughs> whoa yeah it's Jesus. Oh and i was like God. this at that point again while i was giggling my adolescent head off throughout this whole book um <laughs> like this book is like on top of being like a funny sexy kind of book like that like it's, it's a like, pretty good sci-fi book too. yeah like, this is like, awesome whoa that was like planetary genocide just happened yeah and they had a huge cool spread <laughs> with like yeah. the like the whole like fish shark people like going to attack i'm, I'm gonna like, put it on the social media yeah so find us on last week's comics yes uh, i keep forgetting to do it there and, it is uh, i will do yeah it. <laughs> so we'll put that up uh bef- to tease this but yeah it was really f- i'm really liking it it's f- 
I I'm laughing every time. It's really well written. I think it's it's fun and it's funny as and hell. And if you like this book, but um, wish that we could be more vulgar about it, go follow follow Sarah Beatty on uh, Twitter too, because she's oh yeah. Well, uh, ask your parents' permission first. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't pull many punches, does she? No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she does um, not. But I aspire to be more like her every day. Yeah, this book. It, yeah, I don't. I yeah, know it's good. The two writers, but like I don't. It seems like now, as we're getting farther along in the series, it's becoming less and like it's more both of them. I think it, it less like yeah, totally. oh, there's two distinct parts. Like it's very cool. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's super. Like well I done. said, it's funny as hell, man. I love and it. And it's getting a second arc. So. Yeah, it got recently renewed for another six issue arc, uh, right? Yeah. So congrats on them for that. I'm very excited to see where they could take this. Like again, they could just keep doing it. like it's it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek. But with the stuff that they did, it's show like the five-year mission. But it's like it's, <laughs> it's like Barbarella. The, yeah, no, yeah. It's like the five-year mission, but it's the five-year itch. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. Get it? Seven-year itch. No, you get, I got, you get yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> Our whole mission. I'm sorry. The whole point of the, <laughs> the whole point of me talking about money shot is to see how many times we can make Adam sigh. <laughs> that was the whole idea. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. I don't know. You I just might... did your whole political comic. I know. I might have to give up on this whole uh <laughs> this whole clean commentary thing. Oh, We're man. gonna have to make if a you, unrated one. We can you do, do the best we can. If you undo the embargo, I don't know if well, I can ever the, go that's back. The thing. I'm afraid to undo the embargo so, because it's just gonna be unlistenable. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Because the amount of creativity that goes into making this show clean is what makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. No, Casey, it's. I feel right. like uh, I feel like I could be funnier if I could drop an f bomb every once in a while. You can. You just have to make it really funny. You gotta make it count. <laughs> that's, that's we'll, we'll we'll take this we'll take this off, Mike. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we'll we'll let we'll do a listener poll. All six of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah, fi- find us on social media and let us know if you think we should curse or not. And if turns out we just have a swarm of five year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Very invested. Well, I, I've I've been looking at our demographics on Spotify, and we really nail that uh, that twenty eight to thirty five demographic. Shocker! Yeah, I it's... am shocked. That's not the comic book demographic at all, <laughs> or the people uh, that we know because yeah, we are exactly. that demographic. Yeah. It, well, it's just us and our, our six friends. I did, exactly. I did also um, just find out that my uh, my childhood best friend and and her brother and her mother all listen to the show. So um, hi, hi out there. Awesome. Uh, well, that explains the spike from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but hi hi kelly libby and kurt that's amazing that you guys listen but also i i don't want them to hear me curse <laughs> be on your best behavior I, now i have to be because my family's listening <laughs> well now you gotta buy them all money shots huh? <laughs> this is the book we were talking about yeah exactly anyway <laughs> it's a fun book check it out uh the writing's great the art's great too i'm loving it uh just quick recap on that it's very fun <laughs> <laughs> all right casey what do um, you got so i don't know if you guys have heard of this guy called jeff lemire mm. again lemire lemire how am i saying that right lemire i read a few things by him <laughs> well the last one was lemire this is geoff lemire <laughs> uh so yeah i got another jeff lemire book shocker uh it's family <laughs> heffrey lemire <laughs> to be fair he had <laughs> heffrey he had so many that came he had four or five that come out in the last like two weeks it's well there's three in that one week in two weeks Ridiculous. ago or whatever um so yeah it's a uh, family tree number two by jeff lemire and phil hester um so this is basically the apocalypse is happening and it's trees um <laughs> people are turning into trees apocalypse but trees <laughs> but not the happening 
because that was bad. Because oh, there's yeah. too much carbon in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's turning us into trees. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so basically, we, we left off the last issue with like the little girl. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Everyone is so sorry for their jokes I know, this tonight. Is a, oh, this is a dumb God. episode. It's going to be too long. And... It's going to be great. Uh, it's what happens if we haven't seen each other in nine days. I know, I know. right? This has been a I lot of fun. I miss you guys. Merry Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> Family um, tree. So family tree. So we left off with the little girl. Uh, it's it's the mom, the 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 son, and the the daughter. And the daughter is turning into a tree. Sure. Um, so they're rushing as to the hospital. Do. Yeah, as one does. So they're, they're rushing to the hospital, and they get stopped by this old man. And the old man's like, "I've got the cure, and also I'm your grandpa." So that's the issue one. I love it when old men come up and tell me that. <laughs> man, this, this these episodes could be so much shorter. <laughs> If I just do that, <laughs> we just all right. Here's a recap: <laughs> trees. Next, <laughs> well, it's not far People off. People trees, yeah, <laughs> far off. So the the so we flash back. It's 1996, and which is clearly not too much earlier than the the book is taking place. But um, it's the 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 old man, and he's taking care of what appears to be his son, and his son is full on Groot tree person, and he's like. Tr- like still alive but barely he's bedridden and, he's, and he can't really talk but he could just kind of like and he's like okay here's your drink you know yeah. like he's like he the, the dad understands he him goes, and is taking care of he him just but. Goes, Groot, and he goes you're cliche <laughs> <laughs> we are Groot okay <laughs> um so so then like you know he's he's taking care of him but he's also clearly protecting him because then these people crash into and 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 they're attack them yeah trying to yeah. kill him uh or get to they're trying to kidnap the tree person clearly right um, yeah there's people want the tree they people? want the tree they want the tree i don't know why um yeah, and so so all. one year later so this the, the present day part of the book takes place in 1997 and it's them running away from this i'm assuming the same people it appears to be yeah. it appears to be the same people and they're they're coming after the little girl um so then the the grandfather is basically like you need to come with me and, and the mom's like are you nuts i haven't seen you and you're terrible and i don't want anything to do with you you know and basically he's like uh, all right you really got to come with me and the, and like the the son's like i think we should go with him and she's like shut up and then like the <laughs> little girl's like i don't know what's happening I, this is getting worse we should really go with and him and the mom's like you still need a doctor yeah yeah the mom is like really? or, or an arborist <laughs> we're not sure which a botanist <laughs> harry potter so so basically the mom is like super super reluctant because uh this is this is her father-in-law we find out and and basically like you abandoned our family when you know i forget her the the, the guy's name but like you um you abandoned us when he died well and, she clearly doesn't know that he turned into a tree exactly correct it's, uh, so we we don't know what she knows or what she thinks happened, but she thinks that her husband is dead, and clearly he turned into a tree instead. So the so the grandfather had, you know took care of them, took care of the guy, un- unknowingly to the rest of the family, basically. Um. So then there's some pretty cool action sequences of of them trying to escape, and then mo- finally the mom's like, "All right, yeah, fine, I'll go with you until they're safe, and then you're done, and we're never talking to you again." Um. So they're so they're running through blah blah blah. I'm action, gonna, action, 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 action. Really good action. It's yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, it flashes back, and it's uh oh, Darcy is the the husband slash son's name. Um, so it appears that Darcy dies. Uh, in the in the flashback sequence. Yeah, it doesn't look great for him. It doesn't look great. It looks like he's dying. For yeah, because sure. like the the people attacked him. Um, so then we go back to like the present day. He's mm-hmm. timber. <laughs> oh boy. 
Splinters. <laughs> Guys, you're going to have to finish the rest of this you're, episode without me. You're barking up the wrong tree. I think I just quit. <laughs> ah, there it is. I felt yeah. like I just needed to branch off. And that is... <laughs> Oh All right, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> and that is why I got you that mug, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're too deep into the woods now. Oh, oh, we got to stay grounded. Please stop, all of you. Uh, I think we found the root of this problem. Yeah, we can't see the forest through the trees. I hate everything. This is, this is my nightmare. Uh. <laughs> Uh, you're so close to finishing you're this so good. you're uh, so close all right so basically back and forth with with the uh the the hus- the, the, the grandfather and the and the the daughter-in-law and uh you know they're fighting and basically gra- yeah he, grandfather's basically saying you don't actually know what yeah you don't, you don't know, know what you're talking you don't about know the truth you don't just, know the truth i will tell you but we really have to get to a point where we're, everyone is safe and i will tell you the truth but like you just have to come with me you really need to like you know get on board with here and she's like I, you know we're fine we'll do it but i don't ever want to hear you say darcy's name again which is the, the, the husband and then he turns and he looks at his own hand and he goes which is a tree hand no nope. well it's not completely apparent in this panel uh, uh, it's apparent. definitely a tree hand. It, well, tree. and then he flips. Yeah, so it's like uh, this is going to be harder than I thought, pup. Which is what he calls his son. Uh, they don't believe me. And then his hand talks back. His tree hand. His tree hand. His talks tree back. hand talks back, and it says, "Uh, and it's like it's like very like gentle, like like yeah. like it's like they will, Dad. Trust me. It's only a matter of time." Was which the, is uh, different than him just speaking in consonants earlier. There was like no vowels. It was like that was when he tried to have a mouth. Yeah, he just gave up. So then I wonder if it's almost like telepathic too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the vibe that I got because it's a hand. It is. It is. It's his son. It is his son. So his son is his hand. Family tree. Yep, that's the name of the book. But no. I, you know, like, I was really going into this thing. I was just like, yeah, okay, so it's Apocalypse, but it's trees. And then it's like, that's fairly, it's weird and it's unique, but it's straightforward enough. And now the now tree it's not. Is, now it's not. The tree is part of his, now his dad. A, now it's a weird Jeff Lemire book. It's even weirder. And I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. but also people are hunting. Like, people no one goes out trees. and hunts for zombies when the zombies happen. <laughs> right. And nobody nobody hunts for trees ever. So, like, <laughs> well, why? it's not really hunting. They're just stand there they're like there's one let's cut it down yeah so we did it away from us. <laughs> not really the thrill of the hunt went away a long time ago <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's weird though it's can, cool this book is cool can you just like can you just chop off any part of your body and replace it with a with a family member who's now a tree i will Maybe. find out in issue three i don't know yeah. i got and no answers right now issue tree. Mm-hmm. Make little, uh, that's a son Adam. Make anything. Out of- <laughs> Jesus. Wait, are you asking if he touches himself with his son? No, I'm just saying hand? you can make like a nice pair of teakwood shower clogs or something. I don't know. <laughs> What's well, better than touching specific. himself? <laughs> what if he scratches his butt with his sun tree hand? He makes a back scratcher. <laughs> or, uh, or like one of those shoehorns that you can use while standing up. One of those like extra long ones. <laughs> or- Shut up. <laughs> Yeah. So, what's next, guys? Uh, RJ, what you got? <laughs> Have the last god chapter three? Oh man! Because I like narrative complexity. Yo, are there tree people in this too? Is that a tree person? There's a flower person. Cool. RJ just likes to take the most atmospheric and complex books out and try to break them down for us in five minutes <laughs> and fail. Just it's because it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Because there's a lot in this book. Uh, so let's go for it, man. Do it. All right. Well, it opens on uh, the uh, <laughs> Cianthi, who's the queen, 
in the current time, but this is her flashback. Um, so her father left her, and um, she's with Tyr, who became the king and everything. Um, and uh, she's she's freaking out that her dad's gone, so she's kind of just screaming, uh, "Da!" in the off of mountaintop. <laughs> um, That's a weird thing to scream off a mountaintop. Uh, you're looking for your father. Oh, dad. I get it. Okay. Yeah. She's got an accent. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, no, I her, get it. I her get father it. isn't a tree on her hand yet, so <laughs> she doesn't know where he is. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. And uh, then, it, then it goes to uh, current time where everything's kind of gone to crap. Um, doesn't look great. Yeah. So the... There's a lot of butts. There, <laughs> it's just one guy. <laughs> It's just one guy's butt. But you yeah. keep seeing it. Yeah. He, he's like a preacher. Yeah, okay. he's like a corner preacher. About how times are over. Oh, he's one of those. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got it. Um and then uh the, the guy who won his freedom, the the gladiator guy, um, he he kind of was looking around and there's like this is people were telling him like this is what a empire is really built on, just people trying to feed their families and survive and want to be left alone. And he's like because the the gladiator guy who he like idolized Tyr, um, who's you know now evil, uh, he the queen kind of goes well like you know he had a lot of plans but this is this is really what his empire was like behind all the behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. They, they said they were going to go to the Black Spire, but uh, I guess they're they're going along there. Um, then it cuts back to the flashback and they encounter this this village that was murdered um all right yeah so the the queen and the gladiator are going to uh they get to this um bridge and they're like they're gonna go to the pinnacle and uh which is this huge tower and um the gladiator's like well i thought we were gonna uh go to the black spire which is where the where they f- they all fought the final king a long time ago and um the queen's like no we need to we need to wait and make a plan and the queen doesn't the queen's like uh, or the gladiator is like doesn't want to do that so he's going to like leave and she starts yelling at him and she's like the king told us about you 30 years ago the person who wore the false crown because he used to impersonate Tyr in the gladi- gladiator pits. So uh, she thinks that he is like prophesized to, to portray them kind of like Tyr did. Um, so wouldn't, wouldn't Tyr be the false crown? Cause, uh, Cause he was pretending to be the king, but he was really the villain all along. Yeah. Well also I think she might be reading the, uh, the prophecy wrong. Yeah, but, that's what I mean. Like, was it, like could it could easily be Tyr or someone else that the yeah, prophecy? Because it says true crown hidden by false one of gold. So, I f- I feel like it's more. It um, it's not him. Yeah, because he was just kind of like a actor. Yeah. Uh, they find this dead body on a bridge, and um. They uh. It it starts speaking to them. It's the ooh, it's creepy. Yeah, it's yeah. super creepy. It's the final the the last god. 
Oh, that's what the, we found him. <laughs> there he yep. is. No, yep. <laughs> the the villain um that was supposed to be dead. Uh oh, he's just like this little like like last little visit visage like piece of him. It was like last. Yeah, well, you no, can like speak. Left, it looks like a trap almost. Because mm. he can speak through all the dead. Yeah, because he's been. St- uh, just mess it up the town that they just ran from. Yeah, because <laughs> it's all flower zombies. Ah, so got it. It's the trees, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Once again, here we are. It's a whole tree. It's a whole flower zombie dragon. There you go. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool looking. It's very cool. And they have to fight him. Um. And there's a the story about the, so there's these people that were like the kind of like elves they're like uh a- uh elven um and they're the ones with magic um and they're the backstory is kind of like all these knights all these fact different factions of knights one was the eldritch which had magic and no one knew how because humans can't have magic and it turns out that they were eating the elves oh. and gaining and gaining their essence and like when the elves die they all have this like spirit mother they all commune with like which is like a goddess that like connects everyone in the like afterlife and they um they stopped that by eating them and then imprisoned the like high council in this tower built monuments to themselves in this tower and trapped the the goddess in it and like feeding off her power into Ugh. this. Yeah. That's that's horrifying. And they're they're called... in like so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So it's nuts. This is this is bonkers crazy. <laughs> this is an enormous fantasy novel coming out monthly. Yep. Yeah. It's cra it's this is like so this is much. Tolkien. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's the Cimmerillion is in the back. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, true. it's nuts. The and the the art is amazing. It really is. Yeah. This is one of those that like I can say like, well, that's really cool, but like you got like, we could talk about it, it, but it would take RJ honestly like twenty minutes to <laughs> run down an issue. It's freaking nuts. There's so much that happened. It's all and it's very atmospheric too. Like that is part of it. Yeah. It's like this is one of those like if you like fantasy stuff, just go buy it. It's one of those. You yeah. To. You really you you're not gonna get it. Like we're not even close to doing it justice. I no. feel like. Yeah. Some of these books like it's. We we do try to do our best to catch the reader up and try to fill in someone who's just jumping in yeah. on what we're talking about. But sometimes you hit a book where it's just like, how do we even? Yeah. <laughs> or at yeah. least give them like a how teaser so they like kind of know what's going on. Like if they want to maybe go back and read it. But yeah. like some of these, like like we were talking about with Gideon Falls, like you just can't. You can't. Yeah, sometimes you just got to eat your vegetables. You just got to go buy it yeah, and read it. Absolutely. And it's, and it's well worth it. And this book, it's it's um it's selling well, but like I feel like the the people that should be reading this book aren't reading it. You know what I mean? Like it's one since it's DC, it went under everybody's radar. I think it's gonna grow. I hope so. Because we're, we're well, like what I'm saying is support in. the book because I it, it DC will cancel it at the first sign of it's not doing yeah. as well as Batman. Well, you know a, what I mean? Like that stinks because there are some books that just work better in trade. Yeah, but this is one of them. But yeah. it's it's all pre-orders, mm-hmm. pre-order numbers that drive. Production in a lot of these in, in like the bigger comic book, yeah, especially publishers. Marvel and DC. If they the first sign of of, of things kind of slowing down, 
they just they they cancel it but it's like uh, then that's how things get cult followings because then they trade weight and then the the, the trade sales go through the roof because like all pe- people love this book but it's gone and it never you know and you know what i mean so like yeah i wonder if the black label books are kind of on a different type of thing i'm hoping so there seems to be way you, this book doesn't come out in dc five years ago there's no way no absolutely so not. maybe there's like a different shift with the black label trying to be in that market They're trying to be more vertigo yeah right yeah, yeah pretty much bringing back vertigo without bringing back vertigo yeah because <laughs> yeah, i've read recently that it's not even like week to week sales it's pre-order numbers. it is it really and so that's, like, unless i go into the shop and tell you specifically to order something for me mm-hmm. that's I mean, i'm not really helping honestly if you want to know how to help a comic book store in general store and distributor and publisher every step of the way pre-orders is the most important thing because then we can get an idea if people actually care about something like if something comes up and we're looking at it we're just like this sounds cool but do people want it right and we have no concept yeah, we so just have to kind of guess and you're look ordering at, on speculation yeah as we're well. speculating like what it's similar like okay well this book sold like this and this you know so like we can kind of guess and we know our customers but like honestly if you're curious about something pre-order it yeah i need, gotta do that more often yeah you do yeah, but they also, need way better preview options they yeah do. they do because i rely on you a lot yeah that's what i'm that here for kind of stuff because yeah. i mean like i have my i have my general list of stuff like i'm i'm one of the sole people who's keeping tanker alive in the united states <laughs> <laughs> i know that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. we and we thank you for it <laughs> and, like, and, and my shop knows that and that's why we always we get order we get it for too, you and yeah. sometimes i buy both <laughs> <laughs> you just really piss that other guy off <laughs> <laughs> well, you know sometimes there's a pull-out poster and i don't want to ruin i get a book. it <laughs> yeah and you want i need that poster yeah and it's sometimes it's two-sided and sometimes i want both <laughs> <laughs> so you have to buy three copies yeah right <laughs> guys i'm gonna need an extra copy this no month. i've ruined two perfectly good jackets so <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you got adam all right so i got gwenpool strikes back number five gwenpool goes home the finale mark, exclamation point yeah the, the, bye so sure by who uh lee williams and david baldian let's let us know what happened in this book because yeah, it made total sense. It did. It made absolutely. Yeah, sense. Yeah, it was very like. Uh... <laughs> I love how this started out. You get Bees. this this one yeah. page that's this. It reads as a continuous loop of her sneaking into the Punisher's room and grabbing a big jar that's labeled bees out from under his bed and just opening it and letting them loose in his room. <laughs> So like that could be the whole book if you just read this page over and over again, and that's perfectly fine. There we go. <laughs> but uh, so we 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 end up s- somehow back to uh, Gwenpool and Miss Marvel. Um, back to the battle world. Back to the battle world. <laughs> and uh, Miss Marvel's like, are you gonna fix uh, what's going on in this uh, VIP box? And we cut to the Hulk just tearing the place up and she just <laughs> contains him in a big uh steel box and <laughs> then schrodinger's uh, hulk <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and cap are fighting and she just puts a giant t-shirt on both of them that says the we will get a log shirt <laughs> and then tony loves it he yeah. starts laughing at it <laughs> and then she creates an exit out she's like here's the exit you requested i don't know exactly where it goes have fun and it's in the shape of that like Land shark, Jeff. 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 Check the land but, shark. But she had to make the lights go out because she can't use her powers when people are watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's m- much like how some people uh, get public restroom shy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's Gwen with her powers. Yep. Shout out to uh, anyone who. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> we- <laughs> she goes back out to uh, to to 
Miss Marvel and she's like, look, we got to fight it out. And she's just like, I don't want to fight you. We we need to talk this out. Oh, and man. there's a very serious moment. Like Gwen makes yeah. this very serious face. It's uh, yeah, because she's like, look, um, I know you more than anybody. And the way you've been acting this last five issues is you being manic. This is just a manic episode. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of hard to swallow pills. Um, so they decide not to fight and they talk it out. And Kamala's like, I, I think you might be a mutant because, you know, you don't remember always having your powers. Huh. Uh, they kind of formed during adolescence. Um, I think you I think this might be a, a thing. She also calls her calls her Mamala Kamala. Mama Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I swear to God, if that sticks. Mama Kamala. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm like tearing through this, but there's a, a lot of really awesome art, like with her remembering her old life and like grabbing the sides of her head. It's really cool, cool stuff. But, um, she just goes like, all right, you know what? You're right. And um, you know what? You win. And then there's just like a bunch of unicorns and fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so she did, she does this crazy thing with like panel space and stuff. It gets starts to get really crazy metaphysical. But a uh, whoa. Yeah, it does. Um, Jesus. <laughs> it's really cool. It's it's like a. Like phasing, like it's like a yeah. like static on a TV. Kinda, it's like it's very hard to explain what's happening. Yeah, happened. she's kind of wow. like wandering off into the oblivion of like meta space. It's like, like the rainbow yeah. bridge, but with comic book panels. Yeah, but then <laughs> at the end, she ends up finding a Cocoan gate. Yeah, so she walks through the gate. She comes out, and <laughs> it's pretty great because she comes out and she starts crying, and she's like, "Oh my god, I made it!" And then <laughs> we see Logan. He's like, "You're safe here now. You don't have to worry about." what's behind you blah blah, blah. <laughs> and then she she's like out. hi hi i'm logan i <laughs> hi i'm logan have you met my newly adopted teenage mutant ninja daughter <laughs> it's like teenage mutant ninja daughter number six yeah of course that's your favorite line in well the- I, I i i've always loved that uh logan takes young ninja women under his wing. oh yeah that's totally. like his thing yeah but uh <laughs> he's also like i don't understand yeah, he's like gene this kid is too traumatized to make sense we need a telepath <laughs> she's like no no no, no telepaths <laughs> and then quentin choir shows up she hugs him and he's like you broke up with me she's like yes she's like over text he goes sure did <laughs> uh so um yeah we get another one of these weird metaphysical things but she she does this thing where she can see through th- th- the white space by the way is all on Krakoa, it's all Krakoan vines. Yeah, is her wild. between space, which yeah. I think is really neat because it's kind of like portally and. But she sees, um, just unfinished comic book pages in her, her horizon, Aww. and she's like, no matter what direction I step in, it creates a different path. So she's realizing that, um, she's not a disposable character anymore and and her story isn't over yeah exactly yeah so oh, that's sweet it, yeah. it got like very like heartfelt all get, out of nowhere it did get really sweet um oh, so she's so she's a mutant right well what's it's funny she gets her own um <laughs> she gets her own dossier, <laughs> dossier page she basically 
made herself a mutant. It's, That's so good. Yeah, a, the, yeah. She gets it's her like own and then made a dossier page, her own Hickman dossier page, yeah. and there's a pink sticky note that says, "P.S. You can't control me, and I will never die." <laughs> I love this little bit at the end where she like lifts the corner and is like, "How many pages do I have left?" And is like sc- asking someone and a question. It's like, "Oh, three pages." And then it, we get on that page, and you see her go, "Wait, how many pages do I have?" And she goes, "Haha, you have three pages." Well, she also. So it's like, and then she's like. Uh, this is the last time you'll see me for a little bit, but you can always come back to this series and re- and do the adventure over again. Yeah. Dang. So crazy. then she literally walks out into the sunset, but instead of a sunset, it's a Looney Tunes, that's up. all folks. Oh, absolutely. Screen. Yep. Oh, it's beautiful. But, well, it's but it says, good. was it good for you too, baby? I love that. That's my favorite part of the book. And then, pro- and then prompts them to email Marvel to tell them how much we like the yeah, book. Yeah, it's, it's a thank you for reading Gwenpool Strikes Back. Be sure to email officex at marvel.com and let them know your thoughts. So we all Office have to make X, sure we, we have to that. email directly to the X, X portion. That's so she's that's a mutant. just Jordan White's. Email. Yeah, it totally is. But yeah, also, right. that's she's a mutant now, like one hundred percent. So this this is a vine for her to get her own X Men spinoff. Right, that's it, what this what's, is, what's or, or to be in an X Men group. What's interesting is it, the ending still is kind of open ended. Oh, like, totally. is she a mutant? Is she not a mutant? Is she on Krakoa? Is this the end of Gwenpool as we know it? It's, it's still definitely not the of, end. I, I think yeah. that's you know she that, has that's reality warping powers. So yes. But she's not going. It, it, she's not really going home because she's not going back to Earth Prime. And that right. was the other thing that that her and Kamala were talking about that I kind of glazed over is no one believes that she's from this world. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're just like you're just a mutant and you have these powers and you're the way you're justifying it is that you're from this other world where we're all comic book characters. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would love to see her on a new mutancy type of But that's why she didn't want team. any telepaths because she's like she's like I don't want anyone to know that I still think that I'm from this other earth. But she dated Quentin Quire. And still is <laughs> well, they just have a I nice, hope, I hope maybe so. they just have an understanding that he ain't gonna do that. Just mind the privacy. It's Quentin Quire, dude. He's like a magneto. <laughs> He's all up in there. He's like Legion and Magneto all rolled into one. <laughs> but as an angsty teen yeah <laughs> oh, i love him uh yeah. yeah that's a that's a really cool ending that's uh i, I, I like it was a fun i think i think sure. as as a podcast as a unit we need to email marvel <laughs> i'm so straight that's up fine. i'm not that's, even kidding they're like yeah we have a podcast we talk about every issue of this uh it's one of our our go-to favorites make her an x-men make her come back yeah make her In some way x-men and we can name drop our friend who likes to name drop uh the current editor on this yeah exactly so and uh you know a, a friend of the show uh leah williams uh doesn't know she's friend of the show but she's friend of the show we have lots of those <laughs> we have lots of friends that don't know that we're friends with them yeah yeah we've got uh we've got a deep we got to get some interviews going on this thing we do we do well we might. We've, we've got we we've might. got some we've got some threads that we're we're following yeah. we yeah. might have some yeah we might have some special episodes coming up soon stay so. stay tuned Hopefully. Yeah, keep your earballs peeled. <laughs> yes, as, as one does. What? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's, I don't want to peel anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's top picks. Um, what are we What are we going to cover first with these top stories? Dude, I don't here? even know, man. I got, they're very polar opposite books. I read Doomsday Clock, and I didn't understand anything that happened. because Let I us read enlighten this issue. you. Me and RJ and Casey will just yell at each other for 10 minutes about it. <laughs> 
So I'm excited to sit and watch you guys do that. So I don't Let's necessarily want to. I don't necessarily want to recap what happened, but maybe we could just so talk about. We should probably do Wonder Woman first. So we don't yell at Should each other? Should we just other? do Wonder Woman first and then we yeah. can just run out the clock on Doomsday Clock? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got two weeks of these bad jokes to cram in. <laughs> right. So Wonder Woman Dead Earth by uh Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh it's awesome. It's it was super good. I want to do this as a as a pick, and I'm glad that it's it's getting more more love than that. It's better than that. It's better than that. Yeah. It's uh oh man, this is another one. Go go get it. The art is phenomenal. Daniel Warren Johnson is unbelievable art wise. Um it's it's super metal and, and epic and brutal and it, it works perfectly for this book. This is a book that would be a very boring book without good art. You know? Um yeah. and it's and the art really elevates it to be this just like super badass thing. So we, we basically get um, you know, a very quick like recap of, of Wonder Woman and then we see the atom bombs going off and uh then we cut to post apocalyptic future and there's these like post-apocalyptic kids kind of like fending for themselves in the wild getting attacked by like mutant monster creatures it's mad max it's mad max it's but it's but no because there's there's mutant <laughs> monster creatures this is just mad Max. no there's mutant monster creatures there's no cars come on get it together <laughs> there's no yeah, cars. but there was mutant monster creatures and like the last thing that we said was mad max that wasn't really a star trek come on <laughs> <laughs> they weren't mutants. They were they were just fish al- people. They were just aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But so, <laughs> but there was but that then, other book that we were talking about last Undiscovered episode. Country. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Anywho, that right. one has more cars in it. Whatever. Sharks. Anyway, right, right Shrimp. at the. <laughs> Right at, right at the moment that they're all about to die from these like crazy mutant monsters. Well, they follow um, this pod thingy. Yeah, they find this pod and Wonder Woman just like pops out of it. It just takes the monster by the scruff of the neck and just punches the hell out of it. Um, but then it kind of it kind of gets her back a little bit. Um, and we find out later in the book that her powers are dampened. Like she can, she has power. She has a little bit of super strength, but she isn't like Wonder Woman level. Um, that she somehow this, have her gauntlets. Yeah, well, it, I, I, her powers aren't bracelets. reliant on her on her gear at all. So. No, she just makes a point that she doesn't have her gear. Yeah, at she all. she does make a point to mention that she doesn't have her gear. So basically, she wakes up and she's like, "What is happening?" And these kids have to explain to her. What were you gonna say? I love the sound effects. Oh yeah, like there's this. Oh, like, they're yeah. really there's well like drawn. Crack. And some of them are Slump. like stab, yeah. slice. Slump. Well, then they pan out and they're in the back cave. Yes. Well, yeah. Basically, they're like, she's like, "What is happening?" Uh, and yeah, she she kind of starts walking around. She's like, "I know this place." And Batman is just a skeleton in a bat suit on a couch. He's just lazy for once. <laughs> I like that. There's a couch in the back cave. I've never seen a couch in the back cave before. Well, should, they go upstairs. Oh, what a way to go, though. But like... he's just he's just in his bat suit. Yeah, in on his the couch. on the yeah. couch in his living room, yeah. he's like, "I'm just gonna watch some Netflix, but in the in the, just to, but stay dressed just in Bat- case." Batman never sleeps. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch uh, the bombs. <laughs> Pretty much, Maybe and he that's does. What he did. Yeah. And uh, so then she looks. At, she looks them. out from from you know Wayne Manor and sees like Jeez. craters. It basically looks like Mars. You know, it's, it's like craterous. Um, you know, and and basically, she finds out from these kids that like she's been asleep for a long time. And they basically they only know about the previous world from the stories that have been passed down, and um, you know it's like she kind of 
starts to learn a little bit more about she, what's going on. Yeah, and then she gears up. She gears up. She finds like part of her gear, her tattered gear. I love this Along part. with the, yeah. yeah, she gets the bat belt. I love that. Because like, it's very much like, um, almost like a, a game of munchkin at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like she's got the bat belt, which is plus two to preparedness. Um, like she's got Superman's cape, which is like plus one for flight. Or, <laughs> yeah, she's got like this this amalgamation of superhero gear. But I also like that she's got like a like an animal fur along with the cape. It looks very and a badass. Sword. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's yeah. Well, yeah. You gotta have a sword. It's great. I like this. Oh, uh, it's so awesome. Um. So they basically the the kids are like, we gotta take her back to the the you know whatever the compound. Take her back to like the overlord of their their weird little Mad Maxian. Um. <laughs> 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 I thought everything's just Mad Max. It's just yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be though. Yeah, yes. Um, doesn't have to be. <laughs> and, and basically, they they instead of like welcoming her into the the tribe, they offer her up as a sacrifice to yeah, this evil kinda, emperor. They kind of double. They kind of double cross her. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I'll take this one as my wife." And she's like, Haha, "I will be no man's wife." Uh, and she kicks the table. She at kicks, him. She kicks the table this, at him. This art is amazing. Oh, it's, it's so really good. good. The action is just really like unbelievable. You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. This artist, he he also did a murder murder falcon. So good. If you if you like this art, you gotta go back and read Murder Falcon. Um, Extremity is another one too that's really good. It's it's got kind of a similar post apocalyptic vibe. Um, a little bit more technological, but uh, yeah, his go go back and find other Daniel Warren Johnson stuff. So good. Um, so so then uh, you know, we see her in prison, and she's uh, yeah, she's kind of talking it over with like the kid that double crossed her, and uh, you're getting a very Wonder Woman story, just talking about how she loves humanity, exactly. Flashbacks, and, and just... yeah, and she forgives her, she, like she forgives the kid that double crosses yeah. her, and she's like, because I, I like I love you, like I, I love all of you, and like the, and she's like, no, like what is wrong with you? Like also, why would you? She there's this little flashback of like her meeting that dude, uh, uh, uh Steve, Steve Trevor, no, is that his name? RJ, what? Steve Trevor. Yes. Okay. <laughs> sure. But he's wearing the same type of jacket as totally. This kid. Like the kid looks like this dude. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely like she's she's getting a flashback with this kid and 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 Steve Trevor. Um, but then we see you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a Mad Max Time thing without the a, arena baby. With the gladiatorial ring. Let's do it. <laughs> and she, and she Is gets... that the Star Trek song? Is that the cable guy? You're doing a cable guy? Well, it's both. <laughs> Remember that episode of Star Trek? <laughs> if we don't fight to the death, they will kill us both. <laughs> she anyway. gets to fight none other than Cheetah. Yeah, mutated. Mutated. Who yeah. has a cheetah. She she's a cheetah and has a cheetah for an arm. Yeah. Yep. I hate when I have a cheetah for an arm. Dude. <laughs> she's like poor. Oh, she's poor like woman. a Mega Man villain. Yeah, almost. I don't know yeah. what happened to her. And she and she doesn't know either. Yeah, like basically like like some, Diana refuses good. to fight her because she's like like you You're have to remember. Like you have to like come back to me. Like she kind of like punches her just to get her like back to reality. And um Yeah. So Meanwhile, while they're fighting, there's literally a horde of monsters coming towards this town yep to kill everybody mm-hmm. so then oh, it devolves man. into so much that. cool monster fights yeah lots of super cool action fights but basically it's just wonder woman and god this the art cheetah. is so cool hey if you're gonna attack a post-apocalyptic compound do it while they're all watching monster fights i mean that's that's when they're distracted yep. that's the thing about post-apocalyptic worlds is they're all mo- watching monster fights all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like a. It's like a down south town and a high school football game. Oh, Just yeah, everybody's absolutely. at the game. The whole town is closed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, Can't but, say enough about the art. Oh god, it's gorgeous. But basically she she like fights back the monster horde almost single-handedly. She's just ripping through monsters and it's so cool. 
and all, uh, they all cheer Diana. Yeah, yeah. It's people. like someone's like, oh, th- it was this one. She was the one that turned the tide. Like, what is your name, Diana? And it's like, you know, they start cheering Diana. Um, yeah, it's and then and then like Cheetah's still coming after her because she's just a crazed monster no, at this point. No, Cheetah's going after the warlord of the town. Oh, because she has her like in impri- She's like, you don't know what he, he did. To he me. has a she has a chance to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And she stops her, and then yeah. they imprison him to show. Basically, she's like. They all deserve we can be mercy. better. You know, we can be better. Type yeah. Of thing. She's like, you know, you know that, uh, you know that crap hole jail I was in. Throw him in there. Yeah. <laughs> she basically, and she just shows up and basically just defeats all these monsters and takes over the town. Yep. She becomes their queen. She be- yeah. yeah. She she uh, they, she inspires so much hope that they just like elect her emperor like on the spot. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Yeah. Final but panel, but the, we we kind of glossed over some other stuff where she's like having flashbacks back to her home and talking to Hippolyta and stuff. And she's like, I know a place that probably isn't destroyed because it, it has protections against the, the, the machinations of man. So she basically, the very last page is her deciding to take people to Themyscira. Um, I love her hair. Oh man. <laughs> it's so cool. Like this is, this is the whole aesthetic. I wish I, I could pull off. Me too. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I had big hair like that. Don't. I can buy you a tiara if you want. Adam. <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I get my haircut, I'm just going to bring this page. Yeah. Like, do this to me. This is what I want. I know some hairstylists that can do They'll that like, for you. You don't have enough hair left, Adam. It's you got to go to West Philly. I know some hairstylists that can do that for you. The, the, the bigger the hair, the closer to God, you know? Nice. <laughs> can they hide the fact that it's starting to thin out? No. <laughs> not it, enough teasing in the world. Yeah, to do there's not, ex- enough, there's not enough Aquanet in the world. <laughs> They're called extensions. Learn to love them. <laughs> I should get extensions. How great would that be? <laughs> Just in the front. <laughs> well, in the back, really. Yeah. That's where I need it the most. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, extensions listeners at home don't need to know that. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to Doomsday Clock. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of talking in this yeah, book. So, so, so we can't catch you up on 12 issues of Doomsday Clock. That's a book that if you want to read it, you should read it. If you don't, that's also fine. <laughs> yeah, I learned that lesson today myself. Well, 11 was a really good recap, but not good enough, I might guess. Might be worth just kind of talk about the end. Yeah. Because so like going through the whole thing, They go through much. the whole thing, and it's, it's basically Dr. Manhattan um, uh, narrating the entire thing. And uh, I, honest, I also no, honestly skimmed this. Do you want to go? No, I don't want to go. It's, it's essentially a boil. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's seriously too much. <laughs> it's the end of the two plots where basically the whole world is turned on Superman. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much book, dude. It's nuts. That's, it's too much book. <laughs> like, uh, like you, were, said, you were going. Do, do an overview. You gotta catch up. Do an overview. Basically, it's the end of two main plots where the entire world is against Superman, which is the basically the end game of uh, Vite got to the point where he's trying to do the same thing he did with Manhattan in his world, because why not? Because he's an evil villain. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Seriously, that's pretty much the point he's, of it. He's turned, he's turned the world of superheroes against Superman. Yeah. And, yeah. And Especially the, so, Russia. So there's the culmination Markovia. of that, yeah. and then there's the culmination of Dr. Manhattan just, I guess, sees Superman as the shiny beacon of hope throughout the universe and creates... I don't... Well, RJ, help me fill in this blank here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the whole book has kind of been building towards Manhattan-Superman fighting. Yes. Because... Manhattan, since um, Rebirth, has been the the cause of, well, I guess not since Rebirth, but since forever time, 
uh, he's been the cause of the new Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. So he no, this century's worth. Yeah, like rebirth, the, the, the flashpoint the, the, or whatever rebirth, that was. The rebirth one shot was where we established that Doctor Manhattan was the, the created okay. the new Fifty Two. But the before Watchmen series is where they show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They retcon that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, Manhattan is was in charge of the the new status quo and mm-hmm. like changing everything. So. Now, he basically just changes the whole universe and realizes that Superman really is the center of it, essentially. Yeah. And then, in a way, he like changes all this stuff. And then, as Superman is getting his ass beat by the entirety of the evil community in the world, all of the good guys, including the JSA, show up to back him up to kind of like, Hey, got your back, bud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and th- and that makes Doctor Manhattan realize like he is he's the beacon of he is, hope. He's the heart of he, this reality, well, right? Manhattan yeah. talks to him. He's like, there's a there's like teachers and friends and like people that you you know that formed you that you've never met. Um, right. Yeah. And he so, kind of it's just it, there's a lot it, there. It's a whole it's the whole thing is that like it's a lot it's hard to break that down it's 12 issues of dr manhattan talking about stuff like it's a lot it is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna confess i find this book very boring um i like so we were talking about this so basically i I know it's a top story because it's a big event but i'm just not into it i'm i'm somewhere directly between here's the thing i'm somewhere directly between rj and sean so so if if i may paraphrase rj loves it um because it, it basically it understands the the heart of what comic books are and that that is superman superman is this beacon of hope and that is this you know like comics can kind of transcend what is terrible about the world and turn it on its head and and really show you what's beautiful about the world um and i i agree that is true and sean hates it because uh it's boring stupid and uh, <laughs> i didn't hate all of it i hated the meta-ness of it yeah exactly at the end specifically like the whole thing about superman kind of being the center of the universe he's like wherever there's a superman there will be one i think it, it, that's almost like how the multiverse came to be it's like they go through and talk about all the earths t- through the events they need a superman so a different earth was born different I, superman i, I different did kind of like that, that where like so there I was all different that. reasons for superman so exactly. there are all these different versions of him mm-hmm. which i totally i and like sorry like i like that part and that was the superman part of the story was actually really cool yeah then they just kind of started waxing poetic about him like looking into the future and seeing all these events and crises and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. And th- and that's where really? you and that's where you start to see the strings. You can see like that's the, what I the thought like. the thought process of the writers who are just like, how can we sell more books? We can include Doctor Manhattan and Superman, smash them together. Events, you know. And it's yeah, like, and, they talk and about that is a annoying. Thor, a crisis where they fight Thor and stuff like and like. At certain years, and yeah, they're trying to hint at a, a DC uh, uh, Marvel crossover, also, which I really hope doesn't happen. They also potentially showed you how the comedian died in Watchmen. If what I, do you mean potentially? He died in Watchmen. Yeah, when he That's gets shot, point. he gets thrown through a portal and he's flying out the window, just because, like he uh, does in Watchmen. Be- like because this is how he dies. He in doesn't Watchmen. die in in this because he like he like hits the the awning or whatever and like rolls off. Oh yeah, uh, right. Luther or. Whatever, just he gets zapped back it into the Watchmen back, universe, and and, dies. It, and ah. he dies. That he's falling out the window just like he would in Watchmen. So I was like, uh, all right, but so it's so, that kind of stuff. So I didn't here's like what here's much. what I here's what I like about this book. Here's what I don't. What I like about it is the the Doctor Manhattan kind of digesting what comic books are, and I I do like that because it is it is an anti Watchmen. Watchmen was this is what this is a new way to take the medium. This is you know like 
this is how the world is and, and this is why comic books are not you know like don't exist in our reality because our reality is far more harsh it's not there is no hope in you know like a human reality so like the watchman was kind of taking the superhero genre and turning it on its head this one is is like dr manhattan was trying to do that couldn't do it in the dc universe because because superman is too special he's too important and that's that's kind of beautiful you know what i mean and like i do like that here's what i hate everything else uh no we didn't need Vite. we didn't need rorschach we didn't we definitely didn't need rorschach we didn't need mime and marionette those were just like hey you know everyone seems to like joker and harley do you want to like make another one of those because because it's a license to print money mime Mime and marionette were a way for dr manhattan to steal a baby and put his power which he could have done he could have just invented a baby because we've established that he can do that you know what i mean i get why this should be good i just didn't like all the stuff around the, the other core of the it. other thing is and like the my, my argument all along was that it should have come out on time and if it had come out on time there would actually be real world like re- like consequences there would be like dc would be completely changing its universe around this book and then it would be a phenomenal book It'd be a flagship book to like alter the reality of the DC universe and the Watchmen universe, but yeah. instead, none of that is going to happen. Yeah, no, because I, it I, took too long, and now we're past it. I was trying to figure out what it was that I just wasn't clicking, and I think it's that like, that it just it's this like flop there, of it. There's in. all of these consequences that just didn't that aren't going to have any effect at all. Didn't but it, matter, but it all matters. But does it? Yeah, they're having a crisis, aren't they? Yeah, but does it have anything to do with the the Watchmen baby? So we didn't actually establish the very end of the book is um, Manhattan is so inspired by Clark and realizes that that's what his universe is missing. So he takes Mime and Marionette's kid and 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 puts his powers into this kid. So he he and he renames the kid Clark. So like he he puts a Superman into his world into the Watchmen world. I I mean I don't know about the the kid having anything to do with it, but the DC has changed irreparably because of this. I mean, how? In what book is that going to happen? Is that it's, it's all? It's well, first, all. I don't know if you notice his Superman's parents are alive. That's a big one. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> they talk about potential events that could all happen. I think they they went through and they talk about they he they changed history through as this book was like as Doctor Manhattan was talking to people. Yeah, I I mean like I know, but yeah, I don't like honestly stuff, yeah. yeah, but I don't honestly believe that that's really going to happen cuz like honestly well, but it did. That this well, is talking this about, is it happening. They're talking about all of the events oh, that yeah, he yeah, sure. manipulated and affected. The previous events, They've sure. Changed, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Right, but he was a direct cause of it now. He, yeah. he for all everything those events. he did, he everything he did in New 52, he undid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which I knew that from Rebirth three, four years ago. No, but it's different. It's a different thing. Yeah. I am getting so tired of the whole let's scrap it and redo it. Yeah, I'm very fatigued on that. Like I would, I would really love for something to stick, and I hope it's this. But but it's it's not. I mean, I agree with you. The thing is, this is undoing. This is the new fifty two. This is undoing the one that undid everything, which is the thing that they should have never done. Yeah. So, yeah. so New 52 was a real clean slate and everyone hated it. And this is undoing that, which I do love. And there are going to be more crises, which I do love. Which is fine. I just like, I didn't need but I don't, yeah, there, there the was, Watchmen in this. Yeah. Didn't you could have just, you could have just started back with more crises. You could have just like, hey, the DC universe is back. No one liked New 52. It's over the end and it would have been fine but instead you had all this fanfare and all this like like really like build up to a book that felt very flat like it felt like we waited two two years for i also like 
we were talking about it, the stuff around it, like the cold Superman storyline. I would have read that book by itself. Yeah, yeah, like the I whole like read, superhero registration thing. Yeah, like, like I would manufacturing oh, superheroes yeah. and the whole the world Superman got theory. On yeah, that was awesome. That was super cool, and it was in one issue. And then it you was know what I mean? And it was all wrapped around like this dumb Rorschach story that I had no, I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan just talking for way too long. That was, I think that's my problem. Also, you know what? Else? <laughs> Get to the point, man. Well, yeah, it was, was Doctor Manhattan <laughs> just standing there staring at the camera and saying everything that that's happening. And also, yeah. you, like, you know what really bothers me about this is um, what the hell is Vite's motivation? He's just evil. It, but he was never evil. That's the point. He was. He fancied himself to be the hero. And that was the point of well, Watchmen. Because he, was, delusional. Because he, he brought Manhattan there. He, he won again. It was all his plan. So he's just Rat King in, uh, <laughs> at the end. Yeah, of well, but TMT that's what he is in Watchmen, too. Yeah. I mean, but, remember in Watchmen, when they get to the base, he's like, I already did it. Yeah. Mm. And, that, and yeah, but like, it was never about. Just, I mean, it was it was definitely partially about being the master manipulator and just like like being. He had to be the smart. He had to be person. the smart, the, the narcissistic asshole that like was controlling everything for sure. But at least he he thought he was the hero. He was doing it for what he thought were altruistic reasons. It was the most monstrous thing it's you could do. Same way in this, yeah. So, but did, what is? But how? also, so did Thanos. Because he doesn't mean he's not evil. Because I mean, he, true, true. But like, just because you think he you're orchestrated doing the right thing. everything with Superman and the the warring conflict countries, and yeah. Everything. That was all his plan. He, I guess. He's the reason why the book exists. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but like he's... It feels it feels way more contrived than Watchmen. Watchmen was like the the you know, the villain masquerading as a hero. This is let's shove these characters together and see what he fits. Did, but he but they did the same half this book is Watchmen retold. No, it's not. It's completely <laughs> different. Because the all the characters are completely contrived. It's Vite Com- just, comparatively. It's Vite just manipulating the world around him to get what he wants to destroy Manhattan and or Superman. Yeah. It's the same thing. They, but 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 he's not saving anyone in that process. That's my point, is that like he's not actually like the whole point of Watchmen is that he was trying to save the world in a really like messed up by way. Thanosing it. Huh? He's an evil dude. But he was trying to save the world. He by, he honestly Yes, it. but he honestly thought he was trying to save the world. There is no saving anyone by trying to destroy Manhattan and Superman in this. Yeah, but So you just have two different it doesn't mean the character changed. Yeah, he's an it did. That's no. That's, <laughs> he's a bad no. dude. <laughs> He's always been a bad dude. He was the he masqueraded as. You a good still guy. haven't watched the show. That God has nothing to do it. with yes, this. Yes, it does. No, it does. The character is fundamentally different than you're saying that he is. <laughs> I I read this. He's not. <laughs> well, that's what bothers me. That's that. This isn't. I'm afraid my, for my sake. How is this? I don't know <laughs> no, how the show problem, factors into this. No, my comic whole problem book. with this book is that it's not, it's not a Vite is portrayed poorly. Is my point. Oh, I. That's my point about I, the, like, I my, my problem with this Doomsday is the Clock. That I remember. Nah. Wait, nah. How? What? I think anything. Doctor Manhattan's poor. I don't like how he is. But no, I like Doctor Manhattan because he he desperately wants to care, and he finds but, Superman, and Superman finally make he gives him the humanity that he's been searching for since Watchmen. Fights like doing the same thing in this one that he did in Watchmen. That's what I, yeah, that's what I just said. He literally does the same exact thing. All right. He thinks it's wrong. for it's the fine. better, right? No, he, no, I mean, I don't I think he's just look, a look, bad dude. It's comics. We can disagree. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I like mean, Luther, it's the same thing. Like Luther's a bad dude, but he no, thinks Luth- he's doing the right thing. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Vite's a bad dude, but he thinks he's doing the right thing because he's smarter than everybody else. That's so the worst is kind a, of bad, dude, right? So he too. has to be right. He I has get to be all the of that. Guy. I just don't get how he how this could even be seen as doing a good thing he because was, he saved DC mm. because Manhattan didn't blow everything up. 
Yeah, he was saving the world from Manhattan again. It didn't need to be saved. He just brought Manhattan there and created this whole conflict that didn't need to be created. Like, like, he saved the Watchmen universe from the brink of, of nuclear war because there was the nuclear war about to happen. This one, DC was fine. DC was just existing perfectly fine, and he brought, Watch- he brought Manhattan to it to almost destroy it and then to save it. Like, that's my point. It's a completely contrived and pointless. (laughs) Someone put Manhattan there, and then they had to make it make sense. Well, (laughs) yes, that's my point. It's contrived. That's a different thing. Well, wasn't wasn't Vite's whole thing in the beginning of Doomsday Clock to go get Manhattan? To save his universe. Yeah, he wanted to bring Manhattan It had nothing to do with DC Universe. Yeah, but while he was there, he decided... To, to just mess around? Absolutely, because he's not a good dude. I'm not trying to argue he's a good dude. I was never arguing that. He just, like, he gets bored. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to mess with Superman, turn the whole world against him for fun. I guess. Just to prove he's could. Uh, yeah. Because he's he's got to be that guy. Yeah. He's got to be the smart. I feel like we should all redo him clock again. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this it's too this, much. This definitely feels like, especially because of how spread out this was. Mm-hmm. It it needs a a start to finish run through. It definitely does, and I am going to do that. I I want to give it more credit than like I, I the, me just screaming here here sounds well, <laughs> like I hate it. But there's a lot to be taken for this book that is good. The writing is fantastic. The art is fantastic. The Manhattan stuff is great. The Superman stuff is great. I hate all the pieces around it. I hate all the pieces that feel like uh, how do we how do we? It feels like they had an end game, and then they just had a bunch of filler. That they had to figure out how the filler works. So yeah, we, we need, like we need to do a Rorschach. Th- this, yeah. th- and, and this is probably the absolute worst perspective to, to talk about this book from because <laughs> I just read this issue. And it just felt like they were like, okay, we have one issue left. And it was just like, let's tie it all up. So it was just like, wow, they're really tying a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you could have fil- you could have tied up more. Correct. Yeah, and it's because it took so long. The last issue had to be a recap issue. The was, last issue could have been tying up all the other loose ends. It should have been six then, issues. No, it could have been eight, but like it had to be, it it, had to be Watchmen, so it had to be 12 and it just feels contrived. It did not need to be 12. Yeah, that's my whole point is that like everything feels like it's trying to match up to Watchmen and it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be a 12 to 12 ratio. It doesn't need to be. This doesn't need to exist at all as far as I'm concerned. That's the thing I, I, I keep bringing up when stuff like this gets made. It's like. You can still go back and read Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, it, it needs to it exist undo. to undo New Fifty Two. Yeah, which is true, yeah. and and New Fifty Two did it, need to be undone. It's a lot of work. Not listen. Like, no one cares about it anymore. If, if yeah, they, it's been a long time if, since New Fifty Two. If they're gonna make the whole thing that Manhattan messed with the New Fifty Two, then. I'm glad that this is the way that they dealt with it because I felt like this took Jeff John. I felt like this took Jeff John's. Uh, passion and put it into something that is a swan song for for comic books as a as a whole medium which is why because which is like the way johns feels about comics is how i feel about comics um which is why i love him so much Um, and and that definitely does come across with the with the dr manhattan so for sure like i I, I agree with you there i don't think yeah i mean i don't think this was in mind when they decided to have manhattan uh, mess with the New Fifty Two universe. I mean, I don't, I don't. Know. I think it was because because Jeff Johns wrote that Rebirth one shot too. I think that's I the think whole that's... reason why they did that. I just don't like that they did that in the first place. Just yeah, they could have just just done it. Oh, we we've reborn. Who gives? Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, like, well, I I I think this this is a really good example of why it's a bad idea to mess with entire 
universes like this. Well, yeah, that that's them realizing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so which is, like which is very cool. The, like the thing is, like they were gonna do, they did the new fifty two. They can't un, they can't like you know change the fact that they did the new fifty two. So, so they have to find a way to change it in yeah. some way and st- almost start over. They change, they, but they not all the they way. They made changing it actually continuity as opposed to Marvel that just kind of goes like, well, Boop. that happened and it's gone and we never talk about it again. Yeah. Right. You know, whereas this was this was like it happened. We have to acknowledge that it happened and so here's to, why. And to, I do like that they were built. They were making the puzzle as they were putting it together. Yes. But what's funny. <laughs> too is like like th- this is happening right around the same time hickman is fixing x-men yeah 100 and like there's a way to fix something and make it really great and then there's just a way to go we're just gonna fix it if you want to use that as a comparison yeah like this it it was too yeah it was just not yeah. good and because hickman fixed x-men well, by X- just kind of hitting a reset button says this is the world now but, deal with it but he didn't just hit a reset button like they, they managed to get from where they were yeah. to where we are and i feel like they could have done I, I guess dr manhattan's the ultimate we could literally do whatever we want and, and this one but, yeah you know and, and and doomsday clock bothers me specifically because yes absolutely do that with dr manhattan do that with you know even have Vite in it and have him be like the impetus for the story but why is rorschach and mime and marionette well, and like, why are they there at all? Superman. That just feels like like a checkbox. Like we have to hit the marks that, that are sell the books. Because those characters also need to learn help. But R- Rorschach doesn't need to. He's dead. This is some other kid that I don't care about. Who needs to learn help? Sure, but like, I, I, it just feels but like like, like what them, sells books? Check. A lot you know? of them didn't. They were so not important to everything that was going on. They were just. They felt like filler. I almost. I didn't. That's, the Warshad thing wasn't compelling at all. He had no consequence. His character barely grew. Like he, they didn't learn anything. He from had, Dr. He had some revelations. He got revenge. That he, was it. That's yeah. all he cared about. He had some about. revelations and he got some revenge, but it, it was completely removed from Superman. Well, the rest of the characters no, didn't learn from he Manhattan. He learned that Warshak is not good. Which is right. true. Cool. Warshak <laughs> is not a person to idolize, right. which is a good lesson to learn. Or that Warshak is kind of what you what you make of it and, because and if you want to do that story do a mini series about that do a little yeah. f- a three four issue mini series about like that rorschach kid and that would be fantastic or they that could would... just do a 12 issue masterpiece, <laughs> <laughs> masterpiece rorschach, by... rorschach was the friends we made along the way <laughs> the doomsday clock was the friends we made along <laughs> right. the way. Yeah. i feel like this the manhattan superman stuff by itself would have been better much better book yeah there was just a lot Everything Other else, stuff. everything else, just clouded it. It just made it too heavy. It yeah. just like too, too they, thick. You can't see the they trees almost through re- the forest. They, or almost re- it was <laughs> they almost retold Watchmen like six times throughout this book too. It was dense. Like I did not need him talking about that picture for five straight pages. I it liked that. No, I like that. Shut up. I it's like that. too much. But it's in it's in five issues. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you remember the same Watchmen? Thing. Yeah. Ha- well, Watch- Watchmen happened. You remember it? Yeah, I don't think Watchmen. Well, I'll just keep. Hold on. Watchmen's great. I right, get guys, it. We want to but... continue uh, being friends. It's just too much, man. <laughs> like, I get it. They're trying to match the style, but, like, at a certain point, it's just. <laughs> it's repetition for repetition, man. Uh so, so the verdict is uh, on a gradient of RJ loved it and and Sean hated it, and I'm right there in the middle. We all kind of had a feelings about uh, Doomsday Clock. I hated the story. I love what it meant, like what it kind of did. So we all kind of loved pieces of it. Yeah, least. we all liked pieces of it. I think. I I, yeah. I hated the hopefully uh, 
I'm the control group. I'm yeah. just going to keep reading DC pretending it's never Because like they, they, they could have planted in here a bunch of new storylines that they plan on doing, but if they don't, I'll probably end up... But right now, it just feels like this is a way for them. Oh, look, we're going to make all these yeah, new crises if, if all these, stuff. If all the stuff that they predict actually happens, it'll be cool. But if it doesn't, it'll just be a book that happened and it'll it didn't flat. matter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, That's, yeah, so, it, so really, the, the consequence well, no, of this 10 book... Years. Yeah, the consequences of this book... Are, are the next step. They got to put their, mo- their money exactly. Where their mouth is and if and they do that, I will like this book a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to fall flat because, God forbid, so look, Jeff Johns puts out yeah, the book. Like, on top. If, if they do this right, I'm going to have to go back and read Doomsday Clock. Totally, yeah. 100%. So look if I can the... just continue just being totally not yeah. up on whatever this was, then it didn't mean anything. Well, you'll yeah. know if which they is, did which it. Which is unfortunate. Because you'll know if they did it, if they had the Justice League And I will let Thor you, the listener, know eventually if it's like, all right, this made me go back and read Doomsday Clock. Well, you'll know when they have the Justice League Thor crisis, because that's what they talk about. It's one of the crises. That doesn't mean it's going to be Marvel Thor. Anyone can make a Thor book. Absolutely, nobody owns. It Thor. could just that's be true. Thor. Well, it's yeah. like it's like Jesus. Nobody Anyone can, can tell Thor. a Jesus story. No one's got the copyright. I'm pretty sure Jesus. they can't call it Thor. Comic book Thor. They can't call it Thor. Well, no, they can't call it Thor. God of Thunder. Copyright little logo. They can just call him <laughs> Thor. Yeah, they can just call Odin. Um, DC has a Thor. I'm almost sure they do, but it's not called Thor. That's my point. Is that m- comic book Thor is copyright? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, they'll just make him brunette. Um, they'll just change three things about him so it's not the same character. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's they fine. just won't call his hammer. Mjolnir. Call him Tear. It'll it's be Thur. Why? No, Tear. Mjolnir is not copyright. I thought. I thought that was uh, a thing. That's that... a North mythology. Really? It's, yeah. not, it's not shaped like that though. Make it shaped like the original Mjolnir, and it'll be fine. Yeah, and you'll be good to go. Well, I thought the, Mjolnir the, was just a nonsense word that uh, Kirby came up with. How dare you? <laughs> the original. <laughs> we the might original... break Casey. <laughs> The original Marvel Thor... Everyone is triggering me! Wait. <laughs> the original Marvel Thor was a redhead who shot lasers out of his hammer. And flew. Oh, there you Yeah. Anyone can I make a Thor dope bug. goats, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. And, uh, I don't know if Casey will be back next week. Speaking, but, speaking of next week... Yeah, let's... Uh, what's like What what comic books are out this week? Uh, There's a lot. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling. I haven't seen any. Daredevil number four. Thor. Duh. Thor number one. What a good out. segue. Oh, look at that. Into Thor. Um, also, Hawkeye number one by Matt Rosenberg is going to be very exciting. Oh, yeah. I can't yep. wait That's to a read big that. Number one. Uh, There's a new got. Star Wars number one. I might try to jump into Star Wars. It's, it sure, takes place sure. immediately after uh, Empire. So is you this can... going to be Shadows of the Empire? Oh, man. I hope so. I don't uh, think it what's is. What's his name? Dash uh, Rendar. Dash, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. I don't think it is. Philadelphia actually. number two is coming out. That's okay. Marauders. <laughs> Again, Marauders somehow. Yeah, dude, Marauders just came out. Oh like, I, I God, didn't dude. cover Marauders this week, and I was upset, but hey, next week I might. Olympia yeah, number yeah, two yeah. was, I like the first one a lot. Uh, man, there's a whole bunch. More Turtles, Urban Legends. Uh, I haven't been talking about it, but everyone should read that. When does 101 come out? Uh, I don't know, sometime soon, okay. I think. Oh, mm. uh, Van Helsing versus Dracula's Daughter number five. Got to catch up on that. <laughs> Tight. For sure. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a there's a lot coming out, but there's this list is too long to figure out what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the problem. Oh God, this isn't our normal list. Usually, yeah, I, uh, I, everything I, comes out. Uh, you know, Christmas happened, and I was too busy at my job to make the worksheet that we usually use. So I'm Look, sorry. Casey, it's so fine. we're a mess right now, guys. <laughs> it's As fine. you could tell from the episode you just listened, we to. made it through. <laughs> this is a long one, guys. We're sorry. We yep. did two big sorry. weeks. So sorry. Um, sorry, sorry. Please come back next week. <laughs> uh, 
it won't be nearly as angry <laughs> so that's 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 it for last week's comics you guys make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics if you like what you hear you want more support us go to duelinggenre.com slash support you're going to keep our show alive you're going to keep a bunch of shows alive uh you'll also get uh patreon exclusive content like our star wars review which i heard got pretty uh pretty interesting i cannot wait to hear that i, I haven't heard yeah, it yet but I, after after you've heard my heated opinion every it, it the, the the fandom is split and i think it's kind of neat like everyone has it's such a polar it's oh, great uh, <laughs> uh tune in and check that out if you're a patreon uh subscriber and please go support your local comic shop get out there buy some comics and we'll see you next week maybe uh for myself <laughs> casey sean and rj this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody